We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. But I'll play four Brazilian. And if one of the, and I'd rather plug in Danilo in a defender slot. Yeah, but you're probably not going to, I think you're right. I think you're not going <laughs> to, I think you're not going to be in a position. You're, no, I'm looking at what the slate is probably going to be. Yeah. And go. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Monday, World Cup Week, by Jordan Cooper to talk about the World Cup. There have been a ton of podcasts out talking about different betting angles. Jordan, you've been on a few of those. There have been a lot of kind of the generic um, podcast looking at the official FIFA game that McDonald's is sponsoring that a lot of people play. Uh, there haven't been that many that break down each group uh, for daily fantasy soccer, which is what we're going to do. There are some. I'll, I'll admit there are some, but uh, that's what we're going to do. Jordan, you excited finally? Yeah, I, this is uh, if if I can't make money for this month, then maybe I need to quit DFS. <laughs> it feels like uh, this should be the the month where the edge is the, the greatest among people who know what they're doing when it comes to DFS soccer and those who are just throwing lineups in. 
I would hope so, at least in cash games. But you know what's going to end up happening? I'm going to fade all the goal-dependent players, and they're all going to score. That's mm-hmm. it's it's it's. It, I mean, we've already been fighting in the Slack chat, which we'll we'll get <laughs> we'll get to the first slate on on, on Wednesday uh, for mm-hmm. that preview, and as well as the the showdown, the the great yep. Russia Saudi Arabia showdown, uh, the showdown we've all been waiting right. for. Uh, but I mean, having podcasts, I mean, from basically from that point forward, it'll be every day. Uh, yep, probably with me and you. I think agreeing ninety percent of the time on some stuff, and then ten percent of the time. Uh, me going leaning towards uh, the 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 non goal dependent players and then getting screwed somehow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you would lean towards the guy who would get five crosses and I'm leaning towards the guy with five tackles or fouls. No, no. What's what's going to end up happening is that the the goal dependent guy scores that I don't have. That's thirty five forty percent owned, and then you you take that guy, but your goalkeeper is minus six. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I get the goalkeepers right more than you do. That is absolutely true. Right. We come out with the same. You have the, the, you have the goalkeeper. Right. Edge. The same cash score. We both play the same double up. And it's like I came in 38th out of 100. You came in 56 out of 100. And it's basically because I had a 12 point goalkeeper and you had a three point goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, plenty of skill involved in that. In those well, they're three game slates. So, I mean, there, there's more skill than probably on an eight game slate. For goalkeeper, it's it's for it, sure. I was going to say for goalkeeper, I totally agree. Right, it, all the um, other positions. If you give me an eight game slate, it has the highest amount of skill edge as far as uh, you know constructing cash lineups uh, for the outfield players. But the goalkeeper is like you could pick one of half. You could pick half the goalkeepers and have a reason to do so. In a three game slate, I think it's a little bit more. There's a little bit more strategy, a little bit more smarts involved. I agree, although I think the more we preview, the more we're going to say you probably could make a case for five of the six. <laughs> probably. And it still won't really solve the problem. Right. It's like whoever you can afford, pretty much. Right, right. And it'll always be the sixth one. That's the, That'll be the problem. But anyway, um, we're going to jump through every group, um, and we're going to try to get as much uh, fantasy relevance out of every team because even the really bad teams have to play other not-so-good teams, and so we're going to find fantasy value kind of everywhere. Uh, group A is Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. Um, you mentioned how the the opening showdown is Russia versus Saudi Arabia, which certainly could be one of the worst games in the entire tournament. But um, for context of the group, uh, Uruguay are the are the heavy favorites. Um, they have basically more guys that people have heard of, and I think that's why they're going to be popular anyway. Um, Russia is next, mostly because they're at home. They've been absolutely awful since uh, really for the past few years. Even the Confederations Cup two years ago, they were pretty bad, And then, which was in Russia. And then it's kind of a—Egypt is right behind, although I think some people are making the argument that Egypt is better than Russia. And then Saudi Arabia, one of the worst teams in the, in the tournament. So um, obviously we'll have to consider them in, the, in some games just— um, you can have to play one in showdown. Just, I mean, you, you got to play, play right. You got to play one in showdown. Yeah, I believe I saw the entire Russian roster in the salary scale, and before I got to a first Saudi Arabian guy. But um, looking at this group, I mean, I, it, I think a lot of it will come down to how fit Mo Salah is. Um, there was a video that somebody tweeted today that um, he got off a bus and somebody went to take a selfie with him, and the the guy was on uh, Salah's right and put his arm around his shoulder, around his left shoulder, and he kind of cringed immediately. 
and walked away from the guy. Um, that doesn't make me feel like he's ready to play a match. Well, I don't. Even though you know he's he's been quoted in the media as like he's getting ready to whatever. Uh, I I don't think anyone had any preconception that he was going to play the first match. Right. Everyone was kind of looking into like he'll play the second two group stage matches, uh, which to me for for them is are the more important matches. I mean they don't. Ex- yes. I mean even with Salah playing, they're not expected to beat Uruguay, so you almost rather him play in Russia and Saudi Arabia. And even from a from a, a daily fantasy perspective, remember, I mean that this this whole show is about daily formats. So uh, I mean we we concentrate more in DraftKings with the with the crossing more than FanDuel. So, so remember the, the differences that FanDuel, the, the player pool is a little bit more open and has a slightly different construction. Although they did, you know, add clean sheet bonuses to defenders and the win mm-hmm. for goalkeepers. So goalkeeper, I think goalkeeper yeah. is much more straightforward on FanDuel now. Uh, and and even defense is still probably you take the, the players that are going to get battered more because of the clearances and the blocks. Uh, but mm-hmm. just, just uh, as a, you know, semblance of like take the context of 90% of what we're talking about is more geared towards DraftKings scoring than FanDuel scoring and none towards Yahoo scoring because uh, they're not going to be doing World Cup contests. Yeah, they don't have So we don't have to worry Uh, about it. I will say for as much as we concentrate on crosses when it comes to DraftKings, um, there is a decent correlation between crosses and chances created, which is a FanDuel stat that a lot of the guys that we're going to talk about that we say, you know, they're on set pieces, they take corners, like those are opportunities to create chances. And so uh, when you hear crosses, you know, if you play FanDuel and you hear all this talk about crosses, like these are not guys that are just good on DraftKings. Usually those guys are still good on FanDuel as well. It's just that the player pool that we talk about on DraftKings that we're, we tend to not consider, like underdog center backs, uh, those guys are... Uh, do get some some attention or even on FanDuel, defensive so. midfielders like to me on FanDuel yes. defensive midfielders are more cash plays while the the, the cross happy players are the GPP plays because the crosses don't count on FanDuel and a lot of times they may not accrue that many other stats because they're not tackling people or getting interceptions or doing any defensive work so like a lot of the 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 the, the Contes the Casemiro types of players like they're to me they're they're the cash plays on FanDuel but they're like right. they're they're not they're neither play they're uh, pure punt plays on DraftKings, you know at the at the best. Yes, Agreed. but for for Agreed. for Uruguay, uh, Uruguay typically plays in like kind of a four four two type of system, uh, with Cavani and Suarez up top, and mm-hmm. really the the things that you should be looking out for Uruguay during the group stage uh, would be uh, who pl- obviously who plays at fullback. They've been rotating through uh, mm-hmm. several fullbacks. And then uh, who's going to be playing as, like, the central attacking midfielder? Or or the yes. playmaking midfielder? Because, I mean, like, Sanchez does play out wide. Like, I, like, they're not a heavily crossing team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but typically their set-piece situation, at least on corners and indirects, is focused on, like, one player. Because Suarez could take free kicks. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, you're really looking at, like, who's in between De Arisqueda, Sanchez, and Rodriguez? And, yep. and for, the most, for the most part, it's the first two. Yes. And, and I would even, I mean, I of the group, uh, De Arisqueda is 
to me, by far the best play. Like, if if he and Sanchez are somehow out there, I'd play him anyway. Right, but I, I don't even expect... I mean, we saw they only played one friendly, and Sanchez yes. came on mid-game. But Sanchez is, like, the oldest player. So yes. I, I don't expect... Even if he starts, he may not play 90. Uh, and maybe he, does, he doesn't even start. I mean, we may not have to worry about that type of situation where they're both on. But understand that if they're both on, then you have a cannibalization type of situation. But Uruguay versus uh, Egypt without Salah is, I mean, you're in the best position to play Uruguayan players other than against Saudi Arabia. I mean, I think you're going to be playing Uruguayan players in all three slates that involve them. Right. Because Yeah, I was just about to say, they're they're heavily favored in all three games. Right. So, But I mean, the main targets to me would be Derrick or Sanchez, Rodriguez as a GPP play because he, he does shoot from the midfield. Uh, the obvious, you know, the, the Suarez-Cavani situation at forward. I think Su- Suarez probably has uh, a better floor. It's not a high floor, but it's still better than Cavani. Only because Suarez will take free kicks. So Cavani may be a better, like, ownership pivot on those types of slates. That Sa- Suarez may be more popular. And then you got the fullbacks, and it's uh, dependent on if it's uh, Varela or Caceres or Pereira. I mean, to me, to me, their bet their best fullback is uh, is Pereira if he's in over Caceres, only because Caceres plays as a center back for his club team. He plays as a fullback for for Uruguay, but mm-hmm. it does. I mean, if plays most of the most of his year as a center back, that doesn't bode well for like. Is he going to get nine crosses? Like upside right. type of thing, uh, and uh, for, for and Uruguay is not the he- most heaviest of crossing teams, and then guys like Laxalt and Gaston Silva, like it really depends on their system. Like Laxalt, for I mean, for his club, he kind of plays as a wing back. He's more mm-hmm. of a midfielder. Like the fact that he's even defender eligible, like I mean, you can just I mean, look at this first slate is fifty seven hundred. He's I don't think he's even playing. Uh, but, I mean, I don't even think he would be worth it even if he did play as a fullback. Laxalt would be the type of player that would be playing on the as a winger that you could play that's defensive eligible. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, look out for that in their group games of, you know, Laxalt being in an advanced position and defender eligible. Given that they're going to be such heavy favorites, um, and this is the kind of the conversation that we were having in the Slack chat, you, uh, I don't want to say you brushed aside the possibility because you you did say it was possible, but uh, you really don't like Suarez as a cash play. I don't. You don't think the shot upside is high enough that I'm I'm going to go with so that, far, uh, Andrew. Uh, to, uh, here's here's my hot take. Here's my take of the take of the tournament, because uh, especially since you know my style, uh, I'm I'm not thinking that any goal dependent player is a cash play though the whole tournament hmm. only because of the low scoring. Like I take a look at that Uruguay game and the total that with yeah, they're a minus 500 favorite, but it's like, it's like these, these are t- totals that are hovering implied team totals are hovering slightly over two. These aren't three. These aren't like, like they're going to score three goals. They're going to score four goals types of totals that we, that we may see in qualifying or we see even in like Europa and champions league that like these salaries are high enough 10k plus where they need to score to make value 
Like they need the goal. They don't have they they have a decent enough floor, enough to get by, but they still need the goal to make value. And I think the with the uh, prevalence of the World Cup games being lower scoring than normal in soccer, that I'm more inclined on any slate, no matter how like uh, how big the favorite. It would have to be such a concentrated forward. Where it's a one, like I take a look at, the, like, because Cavani could score also. And I'm not saying play, play one over the other. I said, what, like, in, in games where even the heaviest favorite against the, the lowest in the group, where the totals are still barely above three total, like, that doesn't bode well for, for rostering goal dependent players in cash. Even with the shot, like, okay. Doesn't it, doesn't it work that way, though? No. Isn't it because there are a few goals you want the guys for who will GPP? Score them? Sure, but in cash, I could fade one goal. If Suarez, if Suarez, let's say Suarez takes five shots, two on target, right, and scores a goal. I mean, we're talking nineteen points. He'll draw some fouls. I mean, how much? I mean, because Cavani's there also, right? But I'm saying that I could if he doesn't score the goal. I mean, I I could get seven or eight points from anywhere, and even if he does score, I could I could get those points elsewhere because a ten k Suarez, these ten k forwards, scoring one goal is fadeable. I'm not saying I'm I'm not talking about optimal or non optimal. I'm just talking about fadeable. I think we'll get into the first slate on Wednesday that Suarez is a cash play. You could make a cash viable lineup with Suarez in it, no problem. I understand that. And you're going to see these opportunities with the 10K forwards to make cash-viable lineups. And if they score, great. And if they don't score, it may not hurt you either because of ownership. Uh, But I don't see these games being... I don't see these slates being having that many goals that you're not going to be able... You know, you you play the set-piece taken types, get eight or nine points out of them, and in combination, because you didn't spend up 10K anywhere that you end up with a similar score no matter what. And obviously, unless the forward scores twice, you can't fade that. So that's why I look at the the whole tournament and go, well, I mean, if I don't think Suarez... I mean, a lot of Suarez, like, if you tell me Cavani's not in and Suarez is playing alone up top, I plug him in in a second in cash. That makes a difference. So it's Cavani fear. But it's not the fear of Cavani scoring. It's just that uh, that either of them could... Either, they could... Uruguay could win 2-0. It'd be a Suarez goal and a Cavani goal. And that wouldn't be unhurt. I mean, that's that's fine. Cavani scores enough that I don't need Suarez. I mean, and if you take a look on these slates that you'll see, these, these three-game slates, you take someone like Suarez, and then you're going to be looking at the rest of the, the slate going, well, I can't take this 8K guy that I want. Right? Or there's no cheap fullback, so you could take both of them. So I'm really... I, I'm going most of the World Cup looking to fade these even on the favorites the the goal dependent players and if it kills me that's what I'm that's what I said before I'm going to fade these mm-hmm. guys and if they score I'm going to be in the slack bitching and uh and if they don't I'll probably make a lot of money I mean I'll just go <laughs> by the aspect of looking at all past World Cups of uh how high scoring these games are and go you know if these guys score just like one goal a game like I I could still win and if they don't score and they're high owned, like I'm going to do really well, right? How many times? I mean, it's for a whole month. I'll get burned sometimes, but overall, I think mathematically, 
Like, I, I don't know. Like, I take a look. I take a look at Russia. Like, we move on to Russia. Three, five, two type of system. Uh, like, when, when am I playing Fedor Smolov? Other yeah, than in GPP. I, not I, in GPP. Yeah, yeah, other than in GPP. Like, Russia against uh, Saudi Arabia. I mean, even in the showdown slate. Like, why do you play Chola? I mean, you have so many guys on Russia. Like, obviously, for Russia, be very aware of uh, the formation when when the lineups come out. Because Smolnikov mm-hmm. could play as a winger, as a wing back in a, in a you know, the wing back 3-5-2 type of system. Or he could play as one of the three center backs. So don't immediately go and go plug in Smolnikov. Like someone like Mario mm-hmm. Fernandez is, is going to either be a wing back. He's going to be a right. It's yeah. like he's, he's not a center back type anyway. But uh, but those are the guys, especially if they're defender eligible, that you're going to be targeting the most. Especially, even though he's old, but Zerkov. Mm-hmm. Zer- Zerkov also takes set pieces. Yep. Uh, the main... The main the, some. Right, yeah. some of them. But I'm saying he's, he's defender eligible. So you're going to get a defender that's playing in an advanced yep. position that also takes... Uh, the share of set pieces. Like you may not play that. You may not play him against Uruguay, but you'll play him against Egypt and Saudi Arabia. Yep. But the main guy for Russia is probably is is going to be the two guys that you're looking to get in. Probably number one is Samadov, and number two is Golovin. Yep. And I think Samadov because of the majority of set pieces, and Golovin because it, it, he doesn't come off the field. Yeah. He kind of does it all, right? Too, right. So. He's a, but he's a but he's a central player. Yes. So the problem is, like to me, like Golovin is a great FanDuel play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's fine on DraftKings, but I think Golovin's floor is a little bit lower on DraftKings because he doesn't play wide, typically. But he'll play ninety and he'll shoot the ball. Yeah, I think the the difficulty I have with completely ignoring the goal dependent guys and and I don't want to say like I'm going to start looking at small off but um most a lot of these teams don't cross that much like it's just not how they play and so I'm actually not as optimistic that there are going to be this huge deluge of peripheral stats that will be able to make up for a potential goal the Suarez, I mean, particularly the goal scorers like Suarez. I mean, we're not, I'm talking about kind of the upper ones that we're going to, you're going to have to pay for. Like they'll end up shooting more than some of the guys on their team. The highest crossing guys on their team could be crossing. Right. But the midfield guys shoot also. I mean, I've been looking at these stats for the international friendlies and shots are pretty widespread. I mean, I know they're sharing time. I know there's substitutions in and out. So that the numbers could be, you know, some mostly deceiving. But I mean, the shots will go around. I mean, it's just a matter of if if, if a midfielder scores a goal. I mean, that I that even the goal scoring odds, even if you go by them, like take a look at it. Take a look at Russia since we're on Russia. Like Smolov would have the highest odds to score if Russia scores a goal, right? Mm-hmm. But how much more of him scoring is him and Samadov or Golovin or any of these guys? Zagoev if he's in. I mean, I mean, obviously the defensive midfield is probably not, and he probably not even the wingbacks. But like, if let's say for instance, I'm just making up numbers now. Uh, Smolov was a 48 percent chance to score. Golovin would be a 42 percent chance to score, and then Samadov would be a 38 percent. Like the the difference between the players. That's why I said with Suarez and Cavani, 
Like, you give me Suarez alone, like, that difference between 60% chance of scoring and the next guy is, like, 28%. Mm-hmm. It, then, then, you, then you're telling me it's worth it. But when it's Suarez and then Cavani, and then even from Cavani to a, to a, to a, a Christian Rodriguez or something like that, like, yes, at the end of the tournament, probably Suarez, Suarez and Cavani have more goals. But in any given slate, like, Uruguay wins 2 nothing, and it's on uh, a center back. Uh, it's on a substitute goal and a Christian Rodriguez strike from 20 yards out. And if I and hey and, and it's a cheaper and if it's a midfield spot and I could play four floor players in the forward spots. I think that the difference, at least in goal scoring odds, is is much bigger than you think it is. Like in this first game, Suarez is plus one ten to score once. Cavani's plus one twenty, and Christian Rodriguez is plus four fifty. Well, it depends on if he plays. But I mean, right, Carlos Sanchez is plus five hundred. Okay, but we're still like talking that, about plus. We're still talking about pluses. Sure, sure. Right? We're not talking about minus 275. Like, if it's that, uh, sure, yes. I play that guy in cash all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about plus 110. I feel like Alan, uh, 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 Alan Iverson. We're talking about plus, we're talking about not even laying odds in that situation. And it's a 10K mm-hmm. and you're playing him in cash with limited floor? I'm not saying that's that's not, uh, for that slate specifically, they, I, I, I get it. I'm not. I'm not saying you're crazy, Andrew. I'm just. I'm just saying in overall, like the highest goal scoring odds to score forward on a slate with a minus five hundred favorite is. You don't even have to lay odds. Yeah. So, do you see where I'm? I'm just thinking, just mathematically. I get. I get what you're saying, but I'm looking for the the, the peripheral pieces. Like I'll, I'll. I think over the course of thirty days, I think I could fade fade the the brace. Often enough, that'll be worth it. That I'm going to get enough shots from some of these players and crosses, or play the the uh, the the three defenders, play the, the defender in the utility role, and possibly you know they could be uh, three games and two of them are zero zero. So all these mm-hmm. defenders are getting clean sheets and goalkeepers or whatever, and then rely on that. I mean, I'm not saying that like for this first match, like getting to to Egypt, like I'm not looking to play any Egyptians. Against I was just going to ask, yeah. <laughs> like, the Egyptians, I'm looking to play against Saudi Arabia and maybe one or two versus Russia. So without Salah, like, with Salah, he's the guy. Okay? I think I think that there's no—we're not making any claim otherwise. That if Salah's playing and Egypt has a chance in the game, you play Mohamed Salah. Because he does everything. Mm-hmm. Right? If he's not in, I the nut the probably the, the floor player would be El Said. Yes. In the midfield. I still don't yep. think you I still don't think you play him against Uruguay. Uh agreed. But uh they also have uh I mean, they're gonna play so defensively that I don't even know yeah. how how in a, against That's my other thing. Where are you getting your like No well no no no. Andrew, against Saudi Arabia, I'll play guys like Abdel Shafi, El Mohammadi, the 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 fullbacks. Those mm-hmm. type of guys, I'll play. You know, I'll, 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 I'll. I'm not saying I'll play like Mosin or even Tre- even Trezeguet. If you take a look at the past, they played three friendlies. He barely did anything peripherally. Trezeguet, yeah, yeah. I'd rather play Sobi. I'd rather, I mean, or Fathy or so, so, Fathy. I think right, yeah. something like that. But it's seeing, I'm, I'm talking about these players as far as if Salah's not in, and against Saudi Arabia. 
So it has to go to like, or maybe El Sayed against Russia. If Salah's not in. Mm-hmm. But so like, if Salah's in against the Saudi Arabian game, I'm pl- just plug him in the forward spot. Yeah. Like that's, that's easy. Against Russia, I think you do anyway. But at least there's, you can think about it a little if he's, if he's available. I was, you're going to be able to get out of this question because they play on different days. But I was going to say, would you play Salah against Russia or Suarez against Saudi Arabia? For cash, I'm conservative. I'll play Salah. Okay. But Suarez, if, if you're going to play Suarez, the best matchup is against Saudi Arabia. Right. 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 Even better than, than Egypt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's it. Right. Everybody's gaming in Saudi Arabia is their best right. game. Yeah. But they play on different yeah, days. Yeah, but I'm, I'd be get, more inclined. You get a pass. Yeah, but that. I'd also be more inclined that if if in the Uruguay-Saudi Arabia match, and I'm not just playing Suarez. I sure. may be playing three sure. Uruguayans. I may be playing yes. Suarez, Diarrascada, and like a Maxi Pereira, or one of the fullbacks. Yeah, whoever. Right. Yeah. I may be doing that anyway. Right? Yep. Yeah, I think that's right. Right. But, I mean, Egypt, without Salah, they, I mean, they, they they play defensively as it is. That's what it, I think people may underestimate how defensively they play because they have Salah. But without him, it's going to, I mean, I just assume that they're going to be, they're not even going to cross midfield. No, it's 4-2-3. You know, just try to bunker down and hope for the right, best, which is why I like Suarez even more. Right, it's 4-2-3-1. And they're going to play 10 men behind the ball. Right. That 4-2-3 is not going to be past the halfway line. Right. <laughs> right? And the one will be right in the middle, sir. Right. But getting to, to Saudi Arabia, which mm-hmm. you know, these are going to be the punt plays, right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the only time that you should be playing, obviously, in a, in a showdown, you got you got to play someone. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the show, one, one game, it's, it's different. Uh, Saudi Arabia, the best match they're going to have is against Egypt. Uh, in that type of match, you know, I think that still the top target in any against anyone uh, would be Al-Jassam. Would you agree? Okay. Um, Takes mo- I think I kind of just lump the him and Al-Faraj together okay. as like they're both okay. And so I don't see it. I, I flip a coin with that. Okay. I mean, Jassam has seven shots in the three matches and Faraj has two. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I but yes. I, I, I I put Jassam as one and Farage as two. Uh, but like, I think sure. one of those two could be used as punt plays versus like a Russia, and maybe maybe Uruguay. May on a, sh- it's going to be hard to use anyone from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, against gonna- <laughs> they're going to be real cheap. Though. Right, right. That that's the point that I'm saying. It's like you're gonna if you if you if you don't find a cheap fullback, you're like. Like there's really no fullbacks in the in the low four Ks or high three Ks to pay for, and you'd rather play like you'd rather play a, a forty eight hundred or fifty two hundred dollar defender if you're going to use a midfield spot in one of these these uh, like Jassama Farage or, or like four K thirty six hundred or something against mm-hmm. Uruguay. I I could see it. I'm not saying I'm yeah. not saying it's optimal, but I I could see that at least. But I mean the full the fullbacks may be absurdly. I mean, but they're not going to get forward. I can only see Saudi playing Saudi Arabia fullbacks unless you're using them as pure punts because they may be down to like three k uh, mm-hmm. against Egypt. Yep, like Al Break and Al Harvey. And you get Al Shara. You get that when Uruguay play Russia, which should be could be. I mean, depending on how it goes, but that could be for the group, right? 
I mean, I'm not really yeah. old. I mean, I did some research on the Saudi Arabian side, but not all that much. <laughs> right. Just I want to see what def- what defenders at least have a semblance of attacking. But still, I don't expect. I mean, in three matches, I'll break uh, uh, five crosses in three matches <laughs> in friendlies. I mean, obviously, right. the, the, the time matter. I mean, they're not playing all 90. Yeah, the, one of the things that I did while going through all these previews was seeing where everybody plays professionally um, because obviously if there are guys who are playing on teams that you've heard of and if you've heard of them they're probably better clubs then I, I just make the assumption that the team is better uh, 20 of the 23 players for Saudi Arabia play in the Saudi professional league and the other three are technically on La Liga teams but, and the three of them combined to play 90 minutes this past right. season so they're not good if you didn't do a lot of research on Saudi Arabia you're probably okay. Right. I don't have the Saudi Arabian domestic league stats. Uh, yeah, that just that's next on our list. Right. I, I think <laughs> I'll have to I'll double check that list. But um, I'm I'm good on Group A. Okay. Group B. Let's go to Group B. It's going to be a long podcast. That's what podcast is no time limit. Feel free to pause this at any point, or yeah. at some point throughout the tournament. You know, a week from now, you'd be like, you know, let me take a look at what they said about Group B. Like we wanted to there make this go. podcast. This this may be. Who knows how long, but you know, we want to give them the most amount of information that uh, could help you for daily fantasy formats. Right. right. So group, group B. Group B is Spain, Portugal, Morocco, and Iran. Um, Portugal and Spain, obviously the two top teams that are expected to advance Spain more than Portugal. Um, Morocco, I feel like a lot of people are talking about Morocco. They do have some very interesting uh, fantasy options, and even Iran does too. Um, I'm just not sure you're going to use them. Like, I feel like the, both Morocco and Iran have players you'd like really want to use, except two of their three games, you probably don't want to use them when they play Portugal and Spain. Right. But also, but this group also has a problem that, that Spain's the favorite, but you you don't have many players that you feel comfortable even playing at all. The, the weird thing about Spain is that it's packed with guys that we target for cash games in every other time that we look at them and yet when it's spain they essentially uh, cannibalize each other uh every corner is short they don't cross that much and yet when you go through like they're qualifying they score like a ton of goals like david silva is like an elite goal scorer for spain but like you don't play david silva for that and like you're never gonna play diego costa in cash uh, so how do you how do you look at Spain? Right, but you wouldn't play Diego Costa against Iran in cash. S- seems to me a better situation than Suarez with Cavani there. If you do that, you're playing you're taking him instead of Ronaldo against Morocco. True, but I think I, we we had this discussion even on the last podcast. We'll get to that. But uh, from a from a Spanish perspective, that but Spain right? Yeah. If you're gonna for a daily perspective, I think the for the value for the price if he's in for cash purposes probably the top options would be would be David Silva and Koke yep I think Isco is typically overpriced but it's the problem is is that they uh, that any of those three though all of them could be on the on the field at the same time yeah and uh they all could take corners uh they all could take free kicks and uh the corners could be short 
Yep. So it doesn't even matter that Koke, so you know, matter. in th- two matches, he took nine corners. But, like, half of them are short. one cross. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, just like Asensio. Like, he could be yep. on, like... Tiago. Right. They, they've, got, they've got so many guys. <laughs> like, but, like, when we look at regular, you know, non-World Cup slates, like, in a Champions League slate, if Tiago is on the field, we're like, well, if he takes corners for Bayern, I've got to have him. And you... you you love uh, having Koke when he's with Atletico. And there's plenty of times where Real Madrid comes out and Asensio is the only one because Isco maybe not be starting and Cruz is on the bench. So, oh, yeah, you go with – or you play Isco because Cruz is – you know, like now not only do we have to, like, figure out who's going to who's gonna take them, but, like, they all could be on the – I mean, not all of them, but at least three of them could be on the field at the same time. Right, and then the problem with their fullbacks is that they're fine plays if they weren't so expensive. Right. Like, I think they're not worth 5500 like that range. Like, I think Audrey Azola and Alba, I think Alba has higher upside. But, I mean, this this is a team that just passes the ball like 8 million yeah. times. Yes. And not that I'm more comfortable with Costa up top as a target. But, I mean, they don't even play that way. They yeah. really don't. I mean, you're, you're I don't think the floor for for either of their fullbacks are worth their their upper 5k price if they it, would you play Carvajal if he's ready I mean but even yeah. no, I'm saying if he is though would you pay up for him no I don't I don't how do you pay up for any that you'd pay I agree <laughs> that's right I agree like he's the most attacking one of the group but I'm, but I'm saying out of the floor if we just go by floor like you're paying for 50 like probably mid 5k for like where the clean sheet's going to be 50 percent of their score right where you could go down to the 4K range and grab, you know, a Moroccan or an Iranian or whoever else is on the slate for a similar floor. Maybe no clean sheet upside, really. But still, you could get, you could get out of any fullback. You get five, four or five points reasonably out of any fullback. Right? Sure. Right? I mean, I'm not saying it's guaranteed. I mean, the range of outcomes could be like 3 to 10. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's it's at the price. Like if if they if it was one k cheaper, then then you could play these guys. Spain, you play you'd play obviously you'd play the fullbacks more more likely against Iran and Morocco than against Portugal. Yeah, but for five k, like fine Alba at fifty two hundred against Iran. Okay, I can, I could that's play not against Portugal. Not that price, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that's the problem with Spain. You'll see Spain. Spain is a favorite in this group. They're one of the favorites in the whole thing. And you go, uh, who has a floor? And anyone could score. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, like, anyone. Like, if, if David Silva's scoring goals, or Isco, and, and probably not Koke. But, you never know, he shows up probably sometimes. Not. I mean, you see, Iniesta could even score, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Uh, I mean, but could, right? But Tiago between the three, and also you got the forward situation where, if a forward isn't is isn't effective for sixty minutes for Spain, they got guys. Uh, Rodrigo is going to come in. Yeah, like, I don't I don't see Aspas, right, yeah. I don't see any of these forwards lasting ninety minutes. Yeah, there's no reason. Right, there's no reason to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Costa's not any better than the other. Right. So whoever starts, if a Rodrigo starts, I mean these are, to me, they're the forwards are GPP plays. But yeah. still, I could I could understand since they if they're going to play with one striker up top that against a Morocco or an Iran I could see possibly being cash viable depending on the price 
You tell me uh, the, they're 8K against Iran, depending on the sl- if there's No, yeah, it, the, no way. But I'm just no saying way. if there's no other, if I look at the forward slots and I go, who's here? Like there's no, flo- there's no like anyone with a floor. I'd almost, ra- I'd rather pay for the, spa- like in a, in a matchup against Iran. If you told me that there's no floor forwards really, like I'd rather just pay for the high, like the highest goal scoring odds forward at that point. Like I think, like we said about Suarez, like in a situation where it's like I, I I can't find anyone that plays wide or set pieces or nothing. Like I'd rather pay, I'd rather pay nine ten k for Costa against Iran or something, than try to f- find a, a dinky do, like you know play play an Iranian you know forward that's like four k, that has virtually nothing nothing there, right? I think that so before you went that road, I was going to say if you if you have Spain against Iran, like you're more willing to take the high the high goal scoring odds forward versus trying to get like Silva and Isco. It depends on who else is eligible at forward. I just think. Well, and that's the second part of my question is the other players eligible at forward are Ronaldo and Quaresma. Like that's the other Portugal's the other Ronaldo will be one of the forwards on the Spain slate when they play Iran and Morocco. Oh, okay. So you're talking about the specific slate. Okay. Cause I don't know. Well, I, I just, right. I just mean w- within this group, whenever Spain has a good matchup, so does uh, Ronaldo. Right. I don't know. I think there's better pieces on, on Portugal. I think Ronaldo's going to be overpriced every slate. I agree. Right. I mean, I take a look at Portugal. Let's move there. To Portugal, uh, mm-hmm. top. I think that the the top options cash wise for Portugal uh, are going to be Charisma if he starts, or Bernardo Silva. Agreed. And the problem with Charisma also, you're going to have to put, you have to factor this into your price. If he starts, going ninety is seems. That's asking a lot. That's ask, yeah. That's asking a lot. Uh, but like. Bernardo Silva, like if they play in this four three three with Andre Silva in the center and Ronaldo on one side and Bernardo on the other, like I think you know the options are. I mean, I think if Bernardo Silva is forward eligible and Portugal is against Iran, you know, in a favored matchup, like I'll I'll I'll, I'll live in the I'll, hey I'll play Bernardo with Matinho and just capture like all of their set pieces. Although Matinho really. Doesn't have that high upside. I was gonna say you can enjoy those four crosses. Right. Well, that's the point that I'm and making. Else. Right. My, like I'm not gonna pay, I'm not gonna pay 6,500 for Moutinho. Right. Right. Just right. like with Monaco, like when he's like 4,400, it's like okay, if I need a 4K midfielder, why not take him? But I'll take him over like a Gelson Martins if Martins. Yeah. Is oh in. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he starts anyway. Agreed. But I think the most valuable play, maybe the most valuable players for Portugal in the favored matchups, maybe the maybe the fullbacks. Like to me, I, mm-hmm. I take a look at Portugal, Iran, or something, and go. You're all over Cedric and uh, right. I'll take I'll take Guerrero, Cedric, and yeah. and Bernardo. I'll take all three in cash, mm-hmm. and then move on, and then go somewhere else without yeah. dealing with without dealing with a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And then in GPP, you take Andre Silva as the leverage play. Mm-hmm. 
That makes sense. Right? I think they're they're pretty straightforward. Yeah. They're one of the easier ones. Right. I mean they the you can confuse yourself a little bit be only because uh, Bernardo Silva doesn't really take set pieces, doesn't take corners that much for Man City, but he does take them a little more for Portugal. But they do have a lot of guys who take corners for their team. Like Jao Mario takes them a lot for West Ham. Um, uh, we mentioned Quaresma. Who's the other one? Bruno Fernandez. Like there, there are n- not that they necessarily mean they'll take them here, but like if you're looking at club stats, like don't get thrown off by the fact that these guys may take them for their club and they're like, Oh, well he must take him for the national team. It's like, well, there are like five of those guys. Right. But at least we know that if Charisma's on the field, like it yeah. is him, like he will, he will suck the value out of everyone. Right. That else is on. Like if Charisma ha- is Charisma's on with Matinho, like I don't even touch Matinho. Like it's not oh, a yeah, point. Yeah. Like there's no point or any of yep, Mar- agree. any of the guys that you mentioned. It's like, even when he, even if Charisma comes on in the seventieth minute, like well there goes like like Charisma has open play value. I mean like that's like even for Basictus. Like look in the past the three matches and three friendlies, he didn't even play. He barely played. He's had he had most crosses amongst the the whole team. Twelve crosses in three matches, five shots, two corners. Bernardo had eight corners, four crosses, six shots in like three times as much time. Because Charisma barely didn't, I mean, was playing like 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Morocco okay. might be easier. Mor- to me, go... Morocco is my favorite team. Yeah. Hakim Zayek is the guy that everybody should have on most slate. Although, it's, his, I mean, I think you'll you'll be okay, or at least you'll consider him in the Morocco, in the, excuse me, in the Portugal and Spain matches. I think, I think he's... D- you definitely, I think he's definitely playable against Portugal, and then yep. Spain less so, but it depends on his price. Yeah, I think that's if right. If Zayich is eighty five hundred against Spain, I don't touch him. I don't think so. I can't imagine he'd be that. Yeah, high. but I'm just I'm just saying we don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know what the how dynamic the pricing is going to be because uh, Spain's going to have so much possession. Yeah, so it's going to be ridiculous. But for for Morocco, I mean, number one tar- target is Zayich. I think for GPP, the best leverage play would be Belanda. Yep, agreed. They both take a ton of shots. I mean, in the three friendly matches since uh, domestic season is over, they both had eight shots. But of course, yeah, Zay- I think you could play both against Iran. Yeah, you can play them both together. I think that's a GPP play uh, to play them both together. Uh, based, on, I mean, because we know the prices. So I mean, the, the, we'll talk about the construction oh, on Wednesday because right. yeah. we kind of know what the prices are. So I could say uh, the Moroccan uh, fullbacks. Uh, against Iran, I mean, that's why, like, against Iran, you could play a lot of Moroccans. Mm-hmm. Uh, against Portugal, I still think you could play Hakimi. Because his price okay. probably will come under 5K. Yeah. I wouldn't, probably still wouldn't touch Hakimi against Spain. I'm not going to, no, I'm wouldn't. not going to touch a fullback for that heavy of an underdog. Agreed. Uh, I mean, I think, I mean, Hakimi's the top option defensively. Defensive mm-hmm. eligible for Morocco. But I mean, you could play like a Mendel or DaCosta, whoever's in, uh, would be fine against Iran. I don't think against Portugal. Agreed. And then I think the the you mean Spain, right? Against Spain, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think the the secondary option, like past Zayic, past Belanda, is going to be Norton Abrabat. Hmm. I'd play him before playing their forward, like 
It depends because he, he. Yeah. Uh, well, if they play a four, it doesn't doesn't depend him for me. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, uh, obviously he has to be in, but I'm just saying, like, uh, you could see like Enesri, like on the other side. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Norton Adberbat in the three matches friendly, thirteen crosses, five shots, mm-hmm. and I mean, we've seen him play for what Watford. Mm-hmm. Uh, forward eligible, and he crosses the ball. Sounds like a player I love, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And cheap and forward eligible? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe that's where the, the Suarez uh, argument in the Slack chat started. Right. Because I look at it's like, can I play a lineup with no goal-dependent players? I can! I yeah. can! And still lose somehow. So, <laughs> you know, someone plays Cavani and beats me or something. Whatever. But I think I think that's the main... I don't. I think anything past what we've said... Like, if you're not going to play them against Iran, when are you going to play them? Exactly. Like, anyone anyone else that we're talking about that's in, like like Harit, who's like a defensive yep. midfielder, or or, or even, like, uh, whoever starts up top, like El Kabi. Like, those are GPP plays, but, like, to me, they're GPP plays against Iran. Like, they're not even GPP plays against Portugal and Spain. I'm not taking a goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking goal-dependent, no-shot players against Spain. Right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harit's more of a attacker, though. He's not a... But he plays in the center. Yeah. Right. Like, Busa- and Busafa isn't expected he, he to... He's not going to be sitting back. Right, Busafa isn't expected to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, then Iran. 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 If you're not going to play... If, you, if you're not going to play a guy against Morocco, then you never play him. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think the top option for Iran is going to be is the forward eligible Jahan Baksh. Mm-hmm. Possibly Dejaga in midfield. I don't think you go any deeper than that. I don't think so. I, I, no, you can. I think you could go deeper. I, only against Morocco. I, I, only against Morocco. I could see yeah. playing one of the fullbacks. They're cheap against Morocco. I don't think that's optimal, because, depending on the slate. We know the slate that they're on. I don't think so. Uh, and I could see for GPP and Sam and and Sorry Fard, if he if he's okay. in, like Asmoon would be the GPP play against Morocco, the center forward. Asmoon is the uh, Iranian Messi for anybody who's un- unfamiliar with him. Right, that's what they call him. Right, but uh, you may have An- and Sorry Fard on one side, and Jahan Bach on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then you can play Mohammadi or the fullbacks. Like these are all play. These are all like GPP plays against Morocco. Like the cash plays would be like Dejaga and Jahan Bosch. I was gonna say yeah, Jahan Bosch was is gonna be right forward eligible wide popular. player that has to share yeah. set pieces. Yep, but I mean these guys like Jahan Bosch is I would say uh, viable against Portugal, maybe not optimal, and then not mm-hmm. and then not unplayable against Spain. Yes. Yep. So that's Group D- B. Yeah, this will be that's a, all I got on. This will be a three-hour-long podcast. No, no, no. We're, we're rolling now. We're rolling now? Are we not? No, but I think this is comprehensive. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Group C is Australia, Denmark, France, and Peru. Um, France, unsurprisingly, the top team in the group. Uh, and Denmark and Peru will kind of fight it out for the second, although Denmark is favored and then... Uh, Australia will probably finish last just because they're not as good as everyone else. 
Um, how do you deal with France? I feel like if Dimitri Payet was fit, we would have gone right to him, but he's not. And so, Griezmann? I think you play him in every, in every slate. Wow. As long as, long as Lamar and Fakir aren't out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or I, I, no, I, kind of weird to say. Uh, I think maybe you play Griezmann and Mbappe against Peru and Australia. Both of them. I don't think that's crazy. They're both. I love they're, Mbappe. They're going to be both forward eligible. I think the. Uh, I think yep. you only play one against Denmark, but play both against Peru and Australia. And yeah, and you play. Yeah, def- I mean, and a defender. I mean, I I see France against Peru and Australia, and it's like, how much France can I have? Yeah, because I mean, they they generate peripherals. This isn't Spain. Right, right. So I'll take I'll take uh, uh, Mendy or Sadibi or Pavard or whoever, whoever Hernandez. I don't care. I'll take at least one fullback. I'll take Griezmann. I'll take him. I'll take if Fakir or Lamar. I'll g- give me three uh, three of them in cash. Denmark maybe not so much. I mean Denmark. I'll take two. But I mean uh, the the good thing about France Denmark, and we'll get into Denmark afterwards, is that. Uh, Against Denmark, you're not going to have to pay up for Ericsson. Because I don't think I play Ericsson against France. Uh, I I agree. I mean, uh, for the price. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying that you're going to have Peru versus Australia. And it's like, how do I get four players in that game? Yeah. And then pay up for three French players. And then, then I don't, then what? I take a, I don't need Denmark. Yeah. Right, I mean, I, I don't know what the, that slate's going to look like. I can understand once we get to Denmark. You, I mean, Denmark is Ericsson. I mean, you're going to mm-hmm. anytime Denmark is favored, you can play that. But I think France, mm-hmm. the, the attitude is going to be, how much France can I have, and yes. how much France can I fit in, and what French players. But I think the what is the easy part. I think the what is like in the depending on the line, as long as Lamar and Fakir are not on the field, mm-hmm. I think. Number one cash play is Griezmann. Number two would be Mbappe, and then when then we then the, the fullbacks obviously, and the GPP yeah. plays would be Pogba and Giroud. Mm-hmm. And if you see Dembele out there or something, I mean Dembele would be kind of out there for. I mean it depends. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'd rather play Griezmann if he's not playing in the nine. If he's playing in the nine, I downgrade him. Yeah, for I mean, Giroud, I assume Giroud suffered a concussion the other day, which shouldn't affect his status since it's soccer. But I wouldn't be shocked if Griezmann started in the nine for the first game. Okay, but if he's going to take if he's going to take ninety percent of the set pieces, mm-hmm. but Mbappe has been. I mean, they had three matches. Yeah, Mbappe has two. Right, Griezmann seven corners, Mbappe four. Mm-hmm. But Lamar and Fakir. I mean, Lamar Fakir is going to take them if they're on. If they're on, yeah, exactly. Yep, that's why I think I think France is straightforward, but it's a lot of options. It's a lot of options, and they're all expensive, right? But against Peru and Australia, they're I mean, they're heavy favorites. I'm sorry if you indicated this before. Do you put the the fullbacks just behind Griezmann and Mbappe in the in the favored matchups against Peru and Australia? Yeah, yeah, right. I go I go. Why not against Denmark? Less so. I'm not saying. I mean, I'm just saying they're they're heavily they're going to be favored in every game. It's not like. Right, I'm just I'm just saying that uh, uh, the fullbacks in the Peru Australia game 
will oh, probably right. be that's cheaper, right. yep. and I'll spend for them. Okay. Right. Yep. I, I'm looking that in context of yes, like fullbacks when the, the the game is closer, even though it's not as it's still France Denmark. Like I'd rather look in another game where it's like two crappy teams playing against each other, and it's like oh here's there's four fullbacks that are 4K that will have no problem getting forward because they're playing another crappy team. Yes. Okay. But Denmark, getting to Denmark, Denmark is like, there's 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 one cash play for Denmark. Yes. Ericsson. And then yep. everything else is, is, a, is a GPP play or a punt play. Yep. But against Peru and Australia, playing their fullbacks, I think, could be, depending on who else is on the slate, viable. Stryger, Larson, or Dalsgaard? Mm-hmm. Because they do cross. I mean, it's... They do, yeah. Right? I mean, they'll have they'll have someone. They'll have Jorgensen up top or Dolberg. I think Paulson makes for a great GPP play against Peru and Australia. They'll be lower owned in that forward spot. Yeah. I don't trust... I don't care about Crondelli, even if he starts. He's a million <laughs> years old. Uh, probably maybe, maybe cheap. He's always cheap for what? Sevilla? Yeah. Really cheap, right? But I mean, I and worth it, right? But I, Wor- meaning, meaning he's val- he pays off that, or he is cheap for a reason, right? Excuse me. But I mean, I'd rather play Delaney in that option. Yes, agreed. Right for a goal, you play you're playing Delaney for upside for mm-hmm. a cheap midfield eligible goal. But yes. I think on a slates where Denmark appears on, like you're you're eliminating, like you're going to be using your midfield spot on a very expensive Christian Eriksen, and then look at the forward spots, going, how can I pay down? Yeah. So I think for GPP, like you're less likely to use Delaney and more likely to use Polson or Jorgensen or Sisto mm-hmm. or one of the or Dolberg if he starts or like one of those guys. Only because they're gonna yeah. be forward eligible. Erickson yep. is never gonna be forward eligible. No. But against Peru and Australia, putting in Stryker Larson or Dalsgaard seems I mean not against France. Yeah. But, but Erickson's always the first call. Yeah, in the whole group. Right. Hell, maybe in the whole World Cup. <laughs> if you talk about a player that has a high floor, I think, I mean, for the whole World Cup, I mean, you're talking about, like, Neymar and Erickson mm-hmm. for what they do for their teams. I'd probably put Erickson above Neymar. For, as far as concentration of points for their oh, team. Oh, that, yes. Right. Yes. Like, not, I'm not talking about talent or how many overall points because of goal scoring upside, but, like, you'd, if, you, if you took all the fantasy points that Denmark's... Uh, creates and then divided them by whatever. I think Erickson has the biggest proportion Agreed. for any team in the entire World Cup. But he's probably still going to, he's going to be like 11-8 or something. Yep. It's going to be something. It's going to be 10-6, whatever relative pricing for that slate. If he doesn't happen to be in, then he can play Shown or something like that, but he's he's going to yeah, he's, uh, he's going to play. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, Odds might flip if he doesn't play. Right. Now we got Peru. Yeah. And Peruvian players, uh, you'd play, you consider playing two against Australia. You may play a punt and maybe one against Denmark and probably none against France. None against France, yeah. But I mean, the main, that to me, if he's defender eligible, because we don't know yet, uh, I think the top option for Peru is Yosha Moriotan. Mm hmm. Because he's going to be defender. He's going to play in a defensive midfield position. Yeah. For he's been playing there for not that it always matters for DraftKings, but like he hasn't been a defender for Orlando at all. Oh, so he's probably going to be midfield eligible. 
Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to get the. Probably not. Okay. But he he he, when he first appeared on DraftKings, he was a defender, and it was for Peru. And so even though he hasn't played there for Peru much, we might. Right. It's DraftKings. Yeah, but if he's if he's defender eligible, plug him in. I mean that's yes. that's just an upgrade. But yes. if he, even if he's not, not a lot of set piece taking defenders in this tournament. Right. Right. Uh, but I mean, I see. No matter where he plays, he's still the top. I think the cash options for Peru go Yotun, Cueva, and and only because he's forward eligible, Carrillo. Uh, against against okay. Australia, like Carrillo against Australia. I could see if he play if he starts. Yeah. If they play with with three up front, if they play with, you know, Guerrero, Farfan, and Carrillo. Right. Well, yeah, I think Flores probably starts instead of. But Flores can play on the wing, so Flores, Flores doesn't have to I play. Would... In the... Depends on what they've played three different formations their past yeah. three matches, so we right. don't know. Right. But I still think that you go Yotan Cueva. Those would be the floor plays. Agreed. Flores is probably going to be cheap. Flores is a is a player that yeah. I play in GPP against Australia. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And also, don't look past uh, Renato Tapia. He's going to probably be defender eligible and plays a defensive midfielder. Mm-hmm. And he does shoot from distance. This is mm-hmm. G- These are GPP. Clean sheet. Oh, this is yeah. this is yeah, against yeah. Australia, but I still mm-hmm. I think you could play Trauco and Advin Advincula against Denmark as a punt defender play. I think you could definitely play them against Australia, and obviously none of these guys against France, right? But I think that extends. That's that's all of Peru. Yep. And then you got either Farfan or Guerrero for a GPP. Hmm. Farfan. I would still rather play Flores than Guerrero or Farfan. I agree with in you. GPP. I agree with you. Yeah. Then Australia. I think the the only time the top option cash wise would be Aaron Moy, mm-hmm. uh, and you'd only play him against Peru. Yep. And depending on his price against Denmark, you tell me he's forty two hundred against Denmark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, I, I'm, right, I, yes. I, I, I'm going to play him. Yep. But if he's going to be sixty eight hundred seven k against Denmark, I probably don't. Hmm. And then you play like Lecky against against. I mean, he's goal dependent. Yeah, everybody else is at that point. Right, but Australia plays. Uh, uh, I mean, they'll cross the ball. They'll cross. Yeah. Right, Behek's and uh, Risden. They're fullbacks. They're playable against Peru. Mm-hmm. Punt play against Denmark if you need it. Punt uh, depends on the slate, and obviously, no one against France. Mm-hmm. But I think that Australia is fairly straightforward. Yes. I mean, from what I look look here, I mean, it's pretty much Moy or then everyone else is just... It's Moy and then question marks. Right, right, exactly. Rojic hasn't even been playing much. No, he friendlies. hasn't. But even so, like, what opportunity are you going to have to play him other than maybe against Peru? Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't even be a top option for Australia. I don't know if Australia right. scores at all. The whole group. Yeah, they might not. Right. So <laughs> who knows what the upside is for anyone? Right. All right. Uh, Group D, Argentina, excuse me, Argentina, Croatia, Iceland, and Nigeria. Uh, This is kind of a fun group. 
uh, no, Argentina. This is not a fun group. Anytime there's a 12K guy that's, that's somewhat goal-dependent or whatever that I'd rather not play, it's not a fun group. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we have, yeah, so obviously that's uh, Lionel Messi for Argentina. Uh, we, I mean, they're, they're at least favored in the group. They've, I, if I remember this correctly, they had one friendly scheduled before the tournament and it was canceled. So they haven't played together in like a competitive match in a while. Uh, I don't know how much that matters, except that the other three teams in this group are, they're like legit teams. Like these aren't, this isn't Saudi Arabia and Iran. Like Iceland had a quarterfinal run at the Euros two years ago. Nigeria has some very good players. And I think, I don't know if they, are they supposed to finish ahead of Iceland? Let me double check that before I. They're plus yeah. 1,000 to advance. I yeah. think Iceland's plus 1,200. Yeah, and Croatia has plenty of guys that we know that are at, some of which play a little more attacking than we're used to seeing. I like this group, but I get I get the messy fear. I get the, I, I love this group for cash as long as yeah, Messi doesn't I mean. score, as long as Messi doesn't score, yeah. right? For Argentina, also, like, defensively, I'm not all that afraid of Argentina. Other than, other than, having, other than Argentina having possession. Yeah. I'm not I'm not banking on like Argentina I may not play a defender from even against Iceland. Mhm. Their 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 fullbacks don't really I mean they're not a crossing team. Right? I mean they nope. they I mean their game is very like get it to Messi. Mhm. And then you go from there. Yep. Uh so I mean if you're going to play Argentinian players the top cash option if starting is Angel Di Maria. Uh, second would be Benega. They typically don't play together, and if they play together, that even makes it even harder. That makes it worse, yeah. And then, but the top option overall is Messi. Yep. And then the GPP play would be like Higuain or Aguero, whoever. Or Aguero. Even yeah. Pavon, he may even start. Yeah, he might now. Right. Lanzini's yeah, not Lanzini's in. Out. Right. He yeah. may get Salvio or something mm-hmm. like that. Like mm-hmm. a cheap Salvio against Iceland. That ain't a bad play. Depending yeah, on the price, sn- sniffing that for cash. Yeah, but no, even for cash. If you, if, if, depending on the slate. Stop. If you tell me that Salvio is like fifty two hundred or forty eight hundred or something like that against Iceland, depending on the slate, like if I can't find, so if I can't find any, because I mean you got Messi at twelve k or something. Yeah. Like if I'm not going to play Messi and I still think Argentina is going to beat Iceland two nothing, I got to get who? What exposure do I get to Argentina if Angel Di Maria is not in? I take yeah. I take like Benega or something. Benega, like, yeah, right. But that's it. But then if I need a four K level player, five K level player, I look around and I go, do I take a Nigerian, or do I take you know an attacking player from Argentina that isn't Messi? I mean, if you're not playing Di Maria, you're playing Messi. That's how I look at it. Really? Yes. I guess so. It depends on the slate. I look at Croatia no, and go, how do I take the whole team? Yeah. <laughs> the way because then it's just peripheral. Goodness, it's awesome, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But our, but I, 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 to me, Argentina is straightforward. I mean, I th- how, what what else can you assess on Argentina? Yeah, I'm just I'm surprised that you were trying to come up with names other than Messi if you if Di Marie is not in. Like you, other than Benega, like is taking every set piece no. or every corner if Messi's on the field, right? But even the corners they take short half the time. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just play Messi. 
Screw right. it. <laughs> right. He's going to be high owned. Thank you. I, I got to I got to play him just a block. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Croatia. Uh, Luka Modric and uh, Ivan Rakitic are both basically central midfielders for their clubs. They attack much more when they play for Croatia. Modric takes most set pieces, not everything, but he takes a lot of them. Uh, Brozovic also um, attacks more. Like they don't seem like a very great defensive side, which is why I wouldn't hesitate much playing guys against them. But like those three are the ones that jump out. Now Perisic over Rakitic. Rakitic has been playing. They've been playing a four-two-three-one, and Rakitic has been playing in the as one of the two pivot midfielders with with Bedelj. So mm-hmm. I'm against. Uh, to me, Rakitic okay. isn't a play. That's fair. I'd put. I think Perisic is much more goal dependent than. Yeah, but they still plenty plenty crossing and shot. I mean, they're going to play with Manzucic up top. Yeah. I mean, there's a target. There you go. Yep. Manzucic. Uh, Kramaric is pretty good too. Right. Would, and Kramaric yeah. can play wide. Yeah. So I mean, you may get crosses from there, but I mean, like, I don't Croatia even Manzucic. Who I think that probably the top goal scoring, the goal threat. Uh, I don't think Iceland is is a bad enough team where he becomes a cash play. No, yeah, in yeah, any no. slate, agreed. But Croatia, to me, in in this group, is the type of team where like I will take four of their players before like the second player of other teams. Yeah. Depending on who they like, okay. Let's the breakdown is Croatia against Iceland. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're going to have to try to break down Iceland, mm-hmm. so it's going to be peripheral madness. Yeah. So I want fullbacks. I want Modric. I want Paris. I want uh, just, how much Croatia can I have? And not because they're going to score. Right. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Just zero, the opposite. It could be zero zero, and I still want them all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against Nigeria, similar. Niger- I think Croatia, Cro- the Croatia-Nigeria game has goals in it. Mm-hmm. Croatia-Iceland may not have goals in it. Yeah. I think you could comfortably play Modric in all three games and not even really have to think about it. Play Modric against Argentina? I think you could. Yep. Nah, I, it- the Argentina defense is not... And as much as you think... As much as like, oh, Argentina will have the ball a bunch. Like, Croatia likes to have the ball as well. And I, I don't think Argentina is that much better that they'll be able to completely dominate that game. Yeah, but I, I, with Croatia, I think against Argentina, I'm more likely to play... If I play two players from Croatia, it's going to be midfielders and no fullbacks. The fullbacks yeah. I would only leave to play against Nigeria and Iceland. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're not... I mean, Versalk, Joe, and, and Strinic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or whoever, whoever. I mean, they're they're not the greatest of fullbacks. They do get forward. I mean, they... Versalko's pretty good. Right. He's not a huge crosser, but... But neither is he's Strinic. actually a defender. Yeah, but I mean, but not that none of them are prolific crossers. Yes, but in favored Correct. positions, if they're going to be pushed up against Iceland, like we may, there may be thirty crosses in this game. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and they're going to come from everywhere. So it's like how how much Croatia can I get even if they don't score? Yeah. Yep. Nigeria, on the other hand, is like you play Victor Moses and you move on. Yeah. I mean, is there any is is there anyone? On Nigeria, like the the game that you're looking for is Nigeria versus Iceland, mm-hmm. but like that would be the easiest matchup for them. I plug in Moses in cash, maybe play a Wobi in GPP, 
yeah. and GPP or whoever they start up. Are they really going to go with a Gallo up top? <laughs> they might. They might. A Gallo over I mean, Iannaccio? They have Kelechi Iannaccio, yeah. Even Ahmed Musa is pretty good, but I think it is going to be a Gallo. But Moses is the guy. Like, this is not Chelsea's Moses. Right. This is a significantly more important player who takes all of their set pieces. If he's forward, the guys around him pretty good. If he if he's forward eligible, even the better. Yeah. I think the fr- yeah. I th- I think the first lady ends up underpriced. He might. I don't trust DraftKings enough. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. saying I'd play I'd play Moses against Argentina. Uh, yeah, I mean he's going to be cheap in that match. But cheaper. Let Let's say they do price it correctly, ish. And Moses is eighty eight hundred versus Argentina. I still play him. I just don't. I don't see how he could be that expensive with how big favorites Argentina already are. But even then, I put so that, that um, you're making my case for me. If he ends up as sixty two hundred, it's just like I, I put him in every lineup. I don't care if it's against Argentina. Mm-hmm. If he's going to do everything for that price, mm-hmm. I, I just plug it in. So you'd rather take him over the second or third Croatia guy against? Oh, Iceland. absolutely. Okay. If he's that cheap, if he's eighty eight hundred, if he's eighty eight hundred, no. But if you're yeah. telling me he's sixty two hundred, mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take him. I'll, t- I'll I would take him over an eighty eight hundred Perisic, right? Okay. Because Croatia's prices are going to be up against Iceland, right? Yeah, I was more thinking if it if it was a sixty two hundred dollar Brozovic. Who knows if he starts? Right, but still, Brozovic, I wouldn't. I would consider the third option on Croatia. Moses is the first option. Yeah. Okay. Like I go Modric, Pe- Perisic, Brozovic, but they're all going to be priced. I mean, yeah, Brozovic would be the one in that price range that you're you're hypothetically talking about. Mm-hmm. But like Modric and Perisic, it's like I'll take a sixty-two hundred dollar Moses over an eighty-eight hundred dollar Modric in that matchup against Iceland if they mm-hmm. dynamically price that way. Okay. Everyone else in Nigeria, like against Iceland, you could play one of the fullback, like Adawu or Ekong or Belogan or Bowie. Uh, they, they don't cross all that much. No, uh, but I mean, in a in a somewhat favor, I mean, it's going to be an even matchup against Iceland, pretty much. Uh, I, but I don't see any. I don't. Th- you don't play John Obi Mikel. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's no. I. The forwards are GPP options. Hmm. But Iceland's good enough defense that. There's definitely going to be a time where I'm looking at John Obi Mikel like, hmm. right? Because probably be cheap. After I just laughed at it, right? But 4,900. Yeah. What else am yeah. I going to do? Mm-hmm. I'll play Ndidi instead. Right. Well, Ndidi will get tackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's really no one else in Nigeria that I would want. Yeah. I don't like Iceland either. Well, because well, they're going to be under. The only time you'd play Iceland is against Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I don't think you play any Iceland players against. Croatia or Argentina, unless you're punting. Mm-hmm. I don't think you play Gilfi against Croatia or Argentina or Bergen Munson. I agree. I think uh, I'm more likely to play Bergen Munson if he's forward eligible against Croatia. I said okay. more likely. I didn't say I more would. likely. Yeah, I'm just saying more likely. Sigurdsson most likely is going to be just midfield eligible. Yes. Right. Well, you think? Yeah, why not? I mean, he was both for the Premier League. I guess it depends. I'm just saying that if they, if either of them are forward eligible, I think their cash plays against Nigeria. Yes. 
but I don't. And if they're forward eligible, they're viable against Croatia. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't think you play them against Argentina, no matter what. But if they're midfield eligible only, that downgrades them against Croatia. Yes. Because especially against Croatia, you're going to want to play the Croatian midfield. You're going to want to play those guys. Right. Yeah. So you're going to need forward eligible players. Right. Right? So that's the point that I'm making. It's like if, if, mm-hmm. if you see either of them as, okay, I can play them in a forward spot and then play Modric and Perisic or something like that. Although mm-hmm. I think Perisic may end up being forward eligible. I think he will be. Because, I mean, for uh, what, Inter? Yep. Right? Yep. Like he was MF. Yep. I don't think he play any of the Iceland fullbacks. Even against Nigeria, I agree. As pun plays, I mean, if they if they're going to be under four K, and you need the salary savings, mm-hmm. sure. But I don't even think I don't think any other player on Iceland is even viable. Yarnison and Finn Bogason. I mean, they're all the same to me, and right. they're not on my radar enough. Right. Feel free. To, they'll be low owned GPP plays if you could snag a goal somewhere. Mm-hmm. But no. Yeah, I don't feel it. All right, Group E, we have Brazil, Costa Rica, Serbia, and Switzerland. Going to go out on a limb here and say Brazil wins this group. Uh, you're not, not going out on much of a limb. <laughs> uh, unlike Suarez, I don't know how you don't play Neymar in every slate. I think you pay 15000 for him if you have to. I don't think he'll be that expensive, but... I agree. He'll be he'll be twelve k. He'll be in that yep. range, eleven eight yep. something something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, Brazil, unlike Spain, uh, as it, on their slates, it's going to be. Uh, it's not like like Argentina, where it's like you take Messi and you're you're fine. I think you could on slates Brazil versus whoever. I mean, it's how much Brazil do I want? Yeah. On any of these slates. Yeah. I think you take less against Switzerland, and you take as much as you can against Costa Rica. But even Serbia. But I mean, it's it all starts. Neymar forward eligible. Plug him in, and uh, I think their I uh, their sec their second option uh, is Willian. Yeah, if he starts two forward eligible players right off the mm-hmm. bat. I mean, you take a look at the rest of this group. Uh, what are the forward eligible players are you going to take? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's a GPP. That that would be the GPP. Yeah. Play. Yeah. But uh, but Jesus' ownership is going to be much lower with these with Neymar oh, yeah. there, right? Yeah. But what I'm, do you do with Coutinho starts though, instead well, of Willian? No, they've been playing with both. They've been playing Coutinho in the middle. They've been playing up, up top with Neymar, Jesus, Willian, and then uh, Coutinho and Paulinho behind them, and Casemiro oh, and behind Augusto's that. Out. Right. right, right. So to me, I mean, Coutinho is take take shots, right? Yeah. But he, I mean, in their two matches since uh, domestically broke, I mean, he's had seven shots. No, you know, the corners have gone, you know, four for Willian, three for Neymar. Douglas Costa, if he's out there, yep, took one. I mean, I don't think he starts. Uh, but, I mean, also understand with Brazil, just because they're taking corners doesn't mean it's getting crossed. True. So, so I mean, to me, the options are Neymar, Willian, uh, and Marcelo. Mm-hmm. And uh, you put Marcelo ahead of Coutinho? Yes, only because he's defend. Okay. Only because he's a defender. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fill a defender slot slum- somewhere. 
Yep. I think Coutinho yep. is, a, is a good GPP play, but I, I think he's going to be too expensive for his role. I don't disagree. I mean, uh, Coutinho, I, I could see being 7,800, 8,400, something like that. Mm-hmm. Willian being 9,200. Neymar being 11-5 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for the forward eligibility, I'll take Willian. Then take a mid, then take a midfielder. Okay. That's fair. Right? But, I mean, I'd take Marcelo. Like, I'd rather play three defenders on a cash slate and have Marcelo as my utility guy than any of the midfielders on most of the other teams. I'm on saying. the other teams, Right. Yeah. I'm just looking in general. Yeah. No, I think that's the right call. Right. The other side, I'm not. I would completely stay away from if it's Danilo or Fagner, whoever. Yeah, they it is. they may like, be cheap, like against Costa. Nah, they're not going to be. They're the clean sheet odds are going to be way too high for them to be cheap. But still, against Costa Rica, it. it I can't imagine Danilo is ever less than like fifty two hundred. Okay, we'll see. But viable against Costa Rica, maybe not optimal, but viable. Uh, that sure. in this group. We can have a wealth of options at the defender position. Yeah. I think the the reason you don't play Danilo is not because uh, he's not really worth the peripheral value, uh, even against Costa Rica. It's more of that you have other defenders in this group that do cross and get peripherals. Yeah. I was saying I'd rather spend 52 on Casemiro than Danilo. Oh, really? Yeah. Fill a defender slot. We were just saying that there are tons of defenders. Right, but I'm just saying that in, in that comparison, I'll find a midf- I'll find another midfielder. There are midfielders in this group that I'd rather play. Depends on depends on the slate. Like Brazil against Costa Rica, I'm not playing Costa Ricans, but I'll play four Brazilians. And if one of the, and I'd rather plug in Danilo in a defender slot. Yeah, but you're probably not. You're, you're, I think you're right. I think you're not going <laughs> to. I think you're not going to be in a position. You're, no, I'm looking at what the slate is probably going to be. Yeah, and go like you'd get you'd you'd have midfielders in better spot. You'd, you'd yeah, you'd you'd be playing another defender. Mm-hmm. Like the only way there's you'd a play very d- good chance that you pay up a defender in both spots. Right. in every game of this slate. Right. That that's exactly that. Right. Right. But Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Let's get to them. Yeah. Uh, Switzerland. The number one option is Shakiri. Yep. Right. But we we kind of all know that he takes mm-hmm. pretty much everything. Uh other than maybe Ricardo Rodriguez. I was going to say Rodriguez takes penalties. Right. Right. The defender and that takes some, penalties. Like, I think Rodriguez is second. Right. Right. I would go I would go Shakiri one, Rodriguez two, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's a drop down from there. I think every time that you want to play Shakiri though, he's going to be a similar price to Coutinho, and I'm not sure I'd play Shakiri. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't play Shakiri against Brazil. Of course. Right. But, I mean, I'd play Shakiri against Serbia. Before that, that I play Coutinho no, against won't. Costa Rica. Yeah, no, you won't. <laughs> it's Coutinho against Serbia or Shakiri against Costa Rica. That's what it is. That's the one that'll. Oh, but then I'll play Shakiri against Costa play Rica. Shakira. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's, that's the one. Right. So that's never going to happen. But yeah. I think Switzerland is fairly straightforward. I mean, it's Shakiri then Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think it'll be too expensive, Lick Steiner, mm-hmm. for for him to be worth it. Yep. Uh, and then the GPP plays would be guys like like Zamali or Fruler or whoever. Yeah. Their their forwards really don't do anything. Nope. Maybe a flyer GPP if he starts 
and this would be like against Costa Rica, would be Mbolo. Mbolo, yeah. Right. Only because he's dynamic enough. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, Safarovic? Yeah, Safarovic is one of those. Oh. Uh, he, I put him in the uh, Champions League of Bubakar area where, like, I always get – there's always that other guy who scores, and it's always – sometimes – no, I don't want to say always because it's definitely not always. Sometimes it's him, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy plays. Right. He need, but, yeah, no, I don't consider he, him. He needs to score any uh, – whatever shot he has, he better score if you have him because right. it's not like he takes seven of them. Yeah. I think we we look at Shakiri in the same light as we do like Erickson or um, who was the other one that we mentioned? I don't Moses. Think, I don't think as much. I, I don't think as much as Erickson or, or even Moses. Agree. Exactly. I was going to say I, the, I think the gap between Shakiri and Rodriguez is much smaller than it is between Erickson and whoever is number two for Denmark and Moses and whoever is number two for Nigeria. That's correct. Like, I don't think you have to play Shakiri. Right. But I think you play. But I think you, you play Shakiri against Serbia and Costa Rica. In cash, mm-hmm. right? And you don't play him against Brazil. I don't think you, I don't think you play any. No, I don't think Swiss. you play him against Brazil. Right? Yeah. Switzerland's going to bunker that game. Yeah, completely. but I I think when Switzerland plays Serbia, I'm playing Coutinho against Costa Rica. Really? I think so. Really? Because mm-hmm. you'd rather play for Brazil. You, I mean, you're gonna what? You're gonna play? Would you play Coutinho over William? Or you'd be playing all of them? Uh, I might play all of them. I think that's Costa a, Rica. I think that's a GPP strategy. I, I get it. I, I don't think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more of a GPP strategy than a cash strategy. Mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take Shakiri's floor against Serbia, then Coutinho, as and then punt. I, I, def- I think I think he would be the third. I think I would skip Marcelo. See now, I think you could skip against- Marcelo and then play Kolarov and Rodriguez. What? You're not going to play Marcelo against Costa Rica. When are you going to play him then? Well, I would play him against the other three. Like an attacking I, fullback. I would rather play Neymar and Coutinho. Maybe oh. I'll skip Willian. Oh, an attacking fullback against Co- the worst team in the in the group, <laughs> and you don't play him. I'm just saying. I think I would rather. I think I I would rather play Coutinho ah. in that situation over on that slate that one. you mentioned. Right. I'm playing three defenders. Yeah, you could. I'm playing Marcelo, I'm playing Rodriguez, yeah. and I'm playing Kolarov. Yeah. Right? What do I have the money for for Coutinho? I'm playing Shakiri. Right? I'm playing Neymar and Willian. You don't think Coutinho and Shakiri are the same price? Yeah, but I'll play Shakiri, and then you don't play any sw- Then you, you're playing you're playing for the Serbian clean sheet then. I'm playing Rod. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Okay. I guess so. We're just talking about how they have no how Switzerland have no finishers, but Shakiri has a floor. Coutinho, what 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 floor does he have in that role against Costa Rica? Better hope he scores. Yeah, he may take five shots. Okay, <laughs> but I, I'd rather play Willian over Coutinho. Um, GPP, you make sense. I get it. Yeah, but how do you not take like if if you, that means you're telling me that you're only going to play Shakiri against Costa Rica and then you fade him against Serbia and Brazil? I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see when it comes comes down to it. Mm-hmm. When that slate comes up, we'll see. Yeah. I see the third. But the third. Who knows? Maybe Coutinho doesn't even start, so you don't even have to worry about it. Right. Right. Uh, Serbia. Serbia, I like Serbia. Yeah. Serbia has peripheral goodness. Hmm. Uh, I th- I think the I think uh, I think the top play is a defense. I think Kolarov is the top. Kolarov. Yep. Uh, probably going to end up being 6,600 as a defender. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, they've been playing 4-2-3-1, though. Uh, yep. One of the things you're going to have to look at for Serbia on on his playability, not saying that he's optimal on uh, where Ivanovic lines up. Because he could play <laughs> as a fullback or a center back. Okay. I'm just throwing out there, Andrew. Yeah, no, I, I... I know he's old. But he does. He he is an attacking player. I will be shocked if I ever play him. But you're right. He had a hell of a goal the other day. Right. So I uh, don't put it past don't put it past Ivanovic. But if they, he could be playing as a center back, though, I'm just just making making it aware. Yeah. Because uh, yep. Rukovina could be playing on the other side, mm-hmm. and he had another. I mean, these are, Serbia is going to give up goals. I mean, take a look. Take a look. Their back line is like in a nursing home. Uh, <laughs> The, the the thing that they do have going for them, though, is that Matic and Milivojevic are very good defensive midfielders. Right. They're, they're defensive, defensive midfielders. Right. And they're top not. I mean, like, yeah. Manja Matic is, I, I would say, like, maybe a top five yes. defensive midfielder in the world mm-hmm. type of type of. Player. That's why I'm not so uh, hesitant on, I mean, their defenders are terrible defenders. But those two guys can shut it down before problems even happen yeah but Shakiri will just come up the wing they need to just play everyone needs to just play them wide all right but I think uh the 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 decisions you're gonna have to make I think I think too many I uh here's here's my here's hot take I think too many people are gonna play Malinkovic Savic and I don't think he's gonna be worth it it depends on how much the same price as Tadic I don't know that see that's that's the point that I'm trying to I don't know I mean, if he, if he if he's forty eight hundred playing in the ten, sure, okay, play him. But I I think he's going to be too goal dependent. It's going to look he's going to look great in the formation, mm-hmm. but I think uh, playing. Uh, oh, can I pronounce his name? Zajic, mm. Adam Zajic, or mm-hmm. whatever L J A J, whatever. Yeah, it's good enough for me. Right. Uh, maybe uh, we've seen in Europa whatever that he's forward eligible. Mm. I don't know if they're going to make him forward eligible, but playing him and Tadic, I think, are going to be better plays than Milinkovic Savic. I don't think you plug. I don't think Serbia is the type of team where you plug in one guy and move on. Like yeah, if, no, if, I agree if, with that. If, if one guy's viable, then there's three guys that are viable. I think Serbia yeah. against Costa Rica. I think in cash you could play three players. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. What price? Like what? What price do you think is the appropriate gap between Tadic and Milinkovic Savic? Twelve hundred. Oh, okay. That's not as. I mean, well, because there's still not. I mean, there's still. I mean, there's still a third team in this group. So not, I'm not expecting like Tadic to be like eighty two hundred. That's fair, right? I'm expecting Milinkovic Savic to be if if they overestimate him, he'll be like fifty eight hundred. Yeah, and it's, Tadic, they're close to Switzerland though. Like they're they're the third, but like it's. That's basically a toss-up. Yeah, but I mean, but Shakiri does so much for Switzerland that I don't mind paying over 8K for him. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm I'm going to pay over 8K for Dusan Tadic. Yeah, I don't think you'll have to. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, that, yeah. I don't know, but but I mean, that's if true. I, if I see logic, I'm just saying, if I see Jajic or whatever, him at the same price of Malikovic Savic, I'm going to take Jajic. Mm-hmm. Even Kostic, if he's in, mm. most likely he's not. But yeah. I just think uh, from Lazio, a lot of talk on Milinkovic Savic, like he's going to be stuck in that 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 ten like that for the team he's going to be valuable. 
But for DraftKings scoring, I think if he doesn't score, he's he's fine at a 5K play. But he's not someone that's first in my lineup. I I agree with that. I agree with that. I think he shoots a lot more than you're giving him credit for. Right. And that he'll be able to shoot in this situation. Right. But I mean, I play his floor. I play, but I'm just saying I play him as a GPP play against Costa Rica and possibly a GPP play against Switzerland and done nothing against Brazil. Mm -hmm. But I don't see him as a, I, I I don't know what the price is going to be. If you tell me he's 3,400, sure. Yeah. I plug him in everywhere, but I don't, I don't expect that. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Costa Rica. Costa Ricans, you'll only play against Serbia. Uh, I mean, even then. Even then, yeah. I think. Well, yeah, even then, I'm not sure. I think that there's one top play and then like a punt play and then like there's like two punt plays. And that's like, <laughs> I think maybe against Serbia or Sw- and maybe Switzerland, you could play Joel Campbell. I don't know. I think that's the person you didn't expect me to say. Um, it was it was a possibility. Uh, he's forward eligible. Yeah, that's that. You're not going to need forward eligible players on the slate with Brazil and. Uh, well, I guess it depends what the Serbia. Right, and it depends on if they combine it with Group F or what. I mean, it, yeah. it depends. You're right. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying he gets upgraded value because he is forward eligible. Okay. I yep. mean, I take a look at David Guzman and go. Yeah, Guzman was the one I figured you. Were yeah, but say. I mean, you go. How many set piece opportunities exactly. is Costa Rica going to have? And Guzman plays as a destroyer, so like his floor is nothing without set piece. It's like it's nothing. Yep. Right. Yep. You play him on Fanduel, sure. Okay, I can see that. But like, how many quarters are Costa Rica going to get? Man, it's like and, you read my preview. Right, and Joel Campbell could take half of those. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, like, that that's why I look at this, and I go, if they play with these wingbacks in, like, a 5-4-1, because then you're going to call them wingbacks, but they're really, like, fullbacks because they're going to be defending yeah. more than not. Yep. I could see punting with an Oviedo or a Gamboa or a Matarito. So, I, I, punting, meaning that, like, in they the got... sense. Right. They got to be under 4K. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be doing that because, you know... You're not going to even be doing that against Brazil. You're going to be playing Costa It's going to be one of the other matches where you want to pay all the way down at defender so you could shove in as many Brazilians as you can. Like, that's what I'm viewing it as. Would you play Navas against Switzerland or Serbia? I don't care. Goalkeeper? Are we going to really? We, ha- we haven't brought up a, a goalkeeper this entire time for a mm-hmm. reason. That's how bad Costa Rica is. I have right. to talk about their goalkeeper. Well, yes, right. He plays for Real Madrid. Still doesn't matter. I just don't view Costa Rica as it's the. We, I don't care. Okay. That's we're right. not talking goalkeepers on this show. This is a two-hour show. We're not going to talk about goalkeepers. <laughs> we're going to have a whole show on goalkeepers. Where it's, it's that's right, that's right. That'll yeah. be three hours. Three hours. It'll be it'll All be right. three seconds. Play whoever you want. <laughs> Play who you want. And then then put put it put in your little uh, little advertisement, whatever. <laughs> Before and after. That'll be like oh look, it's a minute and forty second podcast about goalkeepers. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. That's all I have on group uh, E. Right, but I mean, I, I, can I go into anything Costa Rica? Are you going to play Christian Bolano? Somebody who's for three, no. four, four years. You can't play any of these guys, even against nope. Serbia and Switzerland. Yeah, I'm out okay. on them. Group yeah. F. Group F. Germany, Mexico, South Korea, and Sweden. Uh, Germany, obviously the uh, best team in the group. Uh, and then the rest of it, 
is fairly close. Uh, Mexico expected to finish second, but Sweden are fairly close behind. South Korea, pretty firmly the last place team in the group. Uh, this is the think... this is the most tilting group. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think um, for daily for daily fantasy, this that the top two the, these this this is gonna you're gonna need to know. Uh, what what the game start times are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um the I think that's less of a case for Germany than it is for Mexico. Um Germany I feel like we know that Tony Cruz and Ozil will start. I think in this tournament Ozil is going to be more valuable than Cruz. And I just don't know how you ever roster anybody from Mexico playing in a later game and think that and, and are totally convinced they're going to start. Well, in GPP, you play, I mean, you can play Chicharito. I'm assuming he... <laughs> you could, I say that knowing that he he could not start. He could not, yeah. It's Rosario. Who knows what's going to yeah. happen? They're very... They're deep. Right. Guys that you would play. And they're great peripherally. And, like, yeah. you take a look at their side, and you go, depending on who 11 starts, you could play four of them against anyone yeah. per, for a cash lineup. Yeah. But you don't know Certainly who is against South be. Korea and Sweden. Right, you'll, you'll play whoever you want. Right, but starting at Germany, I think the tilting part about Germany are they're going to score goals, and you're not going to know where they come from. I think that's right. You're you're, you're going to look at Germany versus South Korea and go, they're going to score three goals, uh, but do I want to play Muller or Werner in cash? Because you'd rather just plug in Cruz and Ozil and be done with it. Yeah, and play Kimmich or something like Kimmich, mm-hmm. Ozil, Cruz. You do that in cash, then Muller scores twice, Werner scores twice, and then you're looking at yeah, you're looking three assists at, from Marco Royce. Right, right, or 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 you're looking at ten points from Cruz and ten. But you know, yeah, so, I don't think you can play Cruz and Ozil together. You don't think so? No, I don't. I mean, you can. Uh, I, th- I think it's significantly cannibalistic. Yeah, but that's my style, conservative. Who cares about goals? Right. I don't think that's conservative, though. I oh, you think, think it's dumb? You just think it's dumb. Yeah, I think it's dumb. I think any—it's—like th- I said, it's cannibalistic. Like, anything that Ozil does, he is directly taking from Cruz. So if Cruz and, and Ozil— Ozil but, plays well, for Germany, hold, hold I think on. you're better off with him. If you think can, that's cannibalization, then why would you play either of them? Because you're getting some, at least, Uh-oh, for okay. a team that's going to score four goals. So you just take one and just hope that's the one that gets the concentration. Mm-hmm. The hope and prayer. Take that's one that's and a good more. strategy. Just praying and hoping. Yeah, praying and hoping. Just yeah, not yeah. taking all of them. Just not saying, I want them all. Just give them all to me. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a give me all of them. Yeah, no, that's fair. Right. That's I mean, what, you're, you're going to get all of them for 18,000. Yeah, I know. It's going to be. That's why you can't do it. Ozil is more upside goal scoring wise mm-hmm. and assist wise, I think. Mm-hmm. But still, against South Korea... Cruz doesn't attack as much for Germany as he does for Real Madrid, and he's not a great attacker for Real Madrid. Right. But against South Korea, for instance, mm-hmm. if you're going to play a German forward in cash, or even in GP... or Who do you think... Would you rather play Muller or Werner? <sighs> uh, I don't know. I think that's that's the, this is the tilt. Yeah. This is the the Werner will shoot more. Yep. He will. And yep. they will get him the ball. Uh but Muller takes penalties. Mm-hmm. And when the World Cup comes around, 
whatever happens during his club team doesn't seem to matter. Yeah. Like, like, Mullen, like he was pretty bad for Bayern this year, and his spot in the starting 11 for Germany was locked. Well, because he plays so well for Germany. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like— yeah. He's I, the total opposite of Leroy Sané. Right. But Muller gets, like, no peripherals, but he could show up. He could have five shots, four on target, and two goals. Yeah. Against five any, shots, four on target, almost ten points on its own. Right, but I'm just saying, like he could be that, that flops enough to get a few penalties or right. a few uh, fouls drawn, and he could also show up with assists. Mm-hmm. Right, he works Absolutely. well in small spaces. I mean, he crosses a little bit too. It depends. On, it depends on where where how they're positioning. I'm saying if if Werner starts up top, then I think Muller could be crossing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a tilting team. But I mean, I yeah. against against Sweden and South Korea, uh I think both I think Kimmich is more of a cash play. I think uh I think uh for people that do play uh Champions League, uh I think Kimmich is less valuable at, for Germany than he is for Bayern. Yep, he's the opposite of Muller. Right. I think it goes in reverse. Yep. Say for Ozil. We could say like Ozil yes. is better yes. for. We we could say that Ozil is better for Germany than he is for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But Kimmich, like, if you see Kimmich at sixty eight hundred, I pass. Yeah. Like Kim, Kim, Kim that they, they they don't against they don't Sweden. Play. I'd rather play Gundogan. That's correct. Yes. I'd rather. T- hey, if he's like forty four hundred, I'll play Kadira. Oh. He shoots from eight million yards away. He'll yeah. do something, right? <laughs> right. But any of these guys, I mean, it's Germany. Yeah. Whoever starts for them, like, there's a reason to play two or three of these guys. Yeah. The problem is just figuring out which ones yep. and how expensive they're going to be. Because, mm-hmm. like, if Draxler's in, I could see playing him. If Royce is in, you could play him. Yeah. I mean, you could play Gundogan. I don't think you're playing either of them in cash, though. No. But for GPP lineups. Sure. I think Hector will end up being too expensive. Agreed. I think just the fullbacks are just going to be too... They're Hey, against Sweden and South Korea, they're definitely viable plays. It's just I think they're going to be too expensive. Mm-hmm. But they're still, I mean, from a raw point value, going to be better than the, any other defender. Yeah. But you're going to pay up the nose for them. Then yep. you get Mexico. Mexico, we we could talk about Mexico for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Mexico this, is, they, they who the each, hell knows? Yeah, they play each other in their first, the first group game okay. is Germany-Mexico. Okay, but against Germany, I mean, I mean, you know, I could see not playing any Mexicans. I agree. I just mean you can play, you, you're likely to play Mexico after they play Germany. Right, against Sweden yeah, and South the, Korea. The, the, I think I wrote in my preview that there were 10 different players who took at least one corner in the last six games. Right. No, I have that down also. Yeah. I have it all. So the whole idea, like, Oh, let me get the Mexican set piece taker. You're, you might get one. You might get the guy who took two corners when two other people get two and another guy got three, not against Germany, but like they, they could have four guys take corners in a single game. Right, and they could also have defenders that look like they're fullbacks but not play as fullbacks. Yeah, absolutely. Right, they could have guys that look like they're what you could go. Oh, Edson Alvarez, he's yeah. playing as a wing back. Nope, center back. Mm-mm. Like, but it says in Sofa, it doesn't matter what it, yeah, it doesn't on matter. the television. You know, I'm watching Fox. 
They even have them. As a, <laughs> no, they move. It's it. They shift. Yep. The only cheat code you could ever have for Mexico, I don't. If he starts, is Rafa Marquez. Yeah. Whenever we playing World Cup qualifying slates or anything, just wherever Rafa Marquez typically is positioned in in the formation as a defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. and you go, no, he's the middle center back. Yep. No matter what happens, no matter there, what, like you know where pe- once he because then because you, you you look at uh, like Ayala in and you mm-hmm. go okay he's a you start counting center backs yeah and you're like why are there seven of them right. like, nope, <laughs> that's that's it yeah no but you all you need is three like you don't count Rafa Marquez as a midfielder uh, right 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 yes. right so like if you see Matt Rafa Marquez and then you see like like a guy like three guys behind him let's say you see something like uh, uh, Gallardo. Well, Gallardo would play. Let's say you see yeah, Alvarez Reyes and Moreno, yeah, right, and Leun, like something yeah. like that, with Ayala in the center, and Marquez above him. You're like, well, Leun isn't a center back, mm-hmm. so what's going to happen is Leun and Alvarez are going to play as fullbacks, and Marquez is going to drop in. Yep. So now you now you look at Alvarez and go, that really isn't a third center back. He's going to play wider. Yep. Not saying that he's a great play, but on these slates, they're pricing them kind of. You may find someone that's playing wide for Mexico that's thirty four hundred, because of that. Sure, right? Because that's what ends up happening. Yes. And then you find someone that priced at sixty two hundred that's really a center back. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Because that ends up happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think so who that, do you take? Oh God, <laughs> depends on the prices. I, I I think since he'll probably be under five K, I think the top option is going to be Andres Gardado. Right. Yeah. He's, he has he has I mean a limited upside by yep. what he played. You could you could play. Oh my god, you could play everyone. I mean, like you could play right. anyone. I think uh, fo- I I made if- the argument in my preview that you play Lozano because he does more than everybody else in open play, right? And you literally cannot rely on set pieces. Yeah, I would agree with that. And he's forward eligible. Yep. Like I look at Lozano. I uh, who knows if Geo gets in. Hmm. I to me, I look at I look at the forward eligible like. Give me a forward eligible player that isn't goal dependent. Like if 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 Tecatito, yeah, Lozano's the only one, right? If like Corona's in, like Corona could be MF. Right? He could be. You're right. Right. Like Corona could be MF. Gi- Giovanni could be MF. Uh, uh, he's pretty goal dependent. Less so for Mexico. Right, but, he, but better than like Jonathan. I don't think Jonathan Dos Santos. Like he'll be midfield eligible. Yeah, he'll be midfield. Yeah, right. Vela. I think you'll forward eligible is goal dependent. Yeah, obviously Chicharito. Right. But I'm saying I'm I'm looking at that for uh, the against against Sweden or South Korea. Mm-hmm. Like, can I fill these forward spots? That's why I don't prioritize. I I like his price will be low, but like Gardado is like the second. Like I'll play the forward eligible guy, and then in a favored matchup like against Sweden or South Korea, my second guy. Like I'll play I'll play a, a mid four K Gardado before playing a mid four K. I mean, like before I play Jimmy Dermas. You know who you're going to play instead of Guardado? Who? Gundogan. No. Because whoever Germany isn't playing, you know, whoever Mexico is not playing, Germany's playing the other one. Yeah, but why would I play Gundogan? They're like the fifth option. I'd be playing Ozil and Cruz together, like you like you said I shouldn't do. Right. Right? Good point. Good point. <laughs> right? So I need a I need a third a utility player that's in the mid-4Ks. Right. That's Guardado or Hector Herrera. Herrera, yeah. Right, or something like that. But Herrera is a defensive midfielder that mm-hmm. looks like he should be offensive, and he does come up and take tons of shots for no apparent reason. <laughs> but whenever you roster him, he gets two points, and whenever mm-hmm. anyone else rosters him, 
he gets six shots in one game. Right, right. Because you, you, then you got Fabian. You could say the same thing for Jonathan Dos Santos. Right, but you got Fabian. You got Aquino. Yep. You got everyone. It's it's crazy how it's, cra- it's, nuts. it's crazy. You got to look at the lineup when it comes out. Like you just gotta, and you can't you can't guarantee anyone's going to be in the lineup. Because I like on, on, and nobody's guaranteed for ninety minutes. That's correct. Like against Except Sweden, against Sweden and South backs. Korea, I go. My first option in for cash is Miguel Leun, and he could make. He may not even get in in any of the three group stages. It's possible. Yeah, exactly. It's possible yeah, he doesn't play at all. At all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the stupid. Like you look at Gallardo and go, he could be in for all three games, or they could play them both together. Right. Yeah. That's why you take That's a why look I at, like Lozano more than anyone else. Right. But it's possible he doesn't he even might play. Not play. Right. Yeah. That's how stupid this team is. <sighs> right? Obviously, guys like Jimenez and Peralta and Chicharito, I mean, these are goal-dependent play. I mean, you, they're not going to be favored enough to ever play them in cash. Yeah. Right? But Chicharito is going to score. You know he's going to score yeah, he'll at least score one Chichir- off a rebound in the right place at the right time. He didn't do anything to earn it yep. other than just being there. Being there. Right. But yeah, the Mex- our analysis for Mexico is good luck. Uh, one hour before kickoff, uh, if they're in a late game, <laughs> have the mm-hmm. appropriate pivots in mind. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the it'll all just depend on where the positional eligibility for all of them. Like, you may not have to use them all. Use them in a utility if if the three guys you're considering are forward eligible stuff. Right, like that. right. But I'm just saying, like, if if you're gonna play if Lozano in a forward slot. And then, like, let's say Geo is not forward eligible. Like, and you go, right. and the lineup comes out. You may be, you may be stuck playing Oribe Peralta. Yeah, you Maybe. may be stuck playing. I mean, all I'm just saying, if Chicharito is higher, you have yeah. to go by the price. Sure. Obviously, Rotowire podcast will have a breakdown of every slate. But even before that slate, yeah, we won't even know. We, how do we? We'll be going through all. We'll that. have this exact same conversation. Right. If it is a late game, and then if it's if it's the eight a.m. game, will be will be there'll be a celebration here. Be like, all our analysis will will be, uh, good they thing that they're eight a.m. game. Good thing this yeah, is they the don't 8 play an eight a.m. game. Oh, the one that'll be the last group stage when they both come out together. Okay, that isn't bad. That'll help. One out of three ain't bad, right? Yeah. Do they have a two p.m. game? That's the Sweden game. They have an eleven a.m. Oh. game. Okay, that's middle in the middle. Yeah. Germany is the two p.m. Okay, but Germany, Germany's fine. I don't mind them being late. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. Sweden. I think Sweden. Sweden, Sweden's pretty straightforward, right? Uh, there are three guys I consider from Sweden. Three? Two and a half, I'll even call it. Uh, no, okay. You think it's more? I think it depends. Oh, you probably, you're going to add Larson in there too. Okay. No, actually, no, actually, no. Oh, okay. I, I, I actually didn't, I wasn't including him at all. Okay, good, because I wasn't either. Okay. Uh, I think it's Forsberg. Okay, that's obvious. Uh, Clayson, if that's how you say it. Punt play. That's the that's the, that's a and good... Augustinson, or any of their fullback. I like that's why I'm just like any of their fullbacks. Any of the fullbacks. Okay. Against South Korea, I like him more than Lustig, but yeah, but Olsen could play. Sure. I mean, you don't know. Yeah, you're right. Right. That's as far as I'm going. Yeah, how about Dermas? Yeah. I, I I don't see him doing anything if Forsberg plays. And Forsberg had a horrible season just now. Yeah, but, I mean, Dermas, it'll be Dermas on one side and Clayson on the other side. 
That's how they've been playing with Hildjemark in the middle. With Forsberg. Or is Forsberg I thought Forsberg was on the wing. No? I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Forsberg's the number one option. I mean, that's obvious yeah. to me. I mean, that's to me, that's... And then their fullbacks are fine. But I think you're only playing him once. I think... Like, I'm not sure I'm playing Forsberg against Mexico. Oh, I will. Why not? I'm just... I know, I'm just not sure he's that good. You're going you're gonna to have to play... Well, who knows when the Mexican lineups come out. You're going to be playing... You're, right. you're going to have pivots there. You're going to do whatever. You may find out that everyone that you want to play on Mexico, right. you really only want to play two, and then you right. want to play four. But I'm saying you're going to play Forsberg against South Korea. Yes, you'd play Forsberg is viable at least against Mexico, and not vi. And then you don't play him against Germany, right? Like, I don't think you play any Sweden against Germany. I think you don't. Play I don't think South you play anybody against Germany. Germany, no. But Clayson, I Clayson, I could see being like under four K. Yeah, I think that's the reason why you play. Something like that. Like, Dermis probably will end up being, like, 5,800. Right. Or yeah. something like that. And then Hildjamark just doesn't get enough. He doesn't do anything. Right. And then Berg would be, like, the GPP play against South Korea. Yep. Berg is, that. that's a correlation play. Yes. You, you play, you play Forsberg, Berg. Forsberg and Berg, or, yeah. and the Or the, the fullbacks. Right. A fullback and Berg. Yep. Like, Toivinen, I, I don't even consider. No, thanks. Yeah. I mean, that would be a deep flyer. Right. Right. Yeah, that's all I have for them. Right. And the, the fullbacks for us, but yeah, normal. Okay. Like South Korea. Sun and Key. I'd, 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 I'll go further than that. Uh, let me guess who your further one is. Is uh, Lee J. Sung? Uh, I, uh, GPP play. Okay. But still, nope. Who is it? You're... It, I think the top play, Sun, is Sun. Yeah. Plays for Tottenham. Uh, I, forward eligible, I'll play him against Sweden. You would, right? I don't know who you're, ta- who are you talking about. Sun. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You'll I thought you him- meant this this mystery third. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll get to him. Yes. Uh, Sun Heung-min, you'd play against Sweden. Yep. Uh Forward eligible, I'd probably play against Mexico. I would I would definitely think about it. Right. Nothing against Germany. <laughs> no. <laughs> Forget that. Uh Key all would be the second option, possibly against Sweden, mm-hmm. not against Mexico. Nope, and definitely not against Germany. Yep. Uh, but no, I think the uh, that the option that you play probably only against Sweden, and possibly as a punt play against Mexico, is uh, Lee Yong, hmm. attacking fullback. Yeah. Okay. They, South Korea is going to need to win against Sweden. Yeah. To try to get out of the right, group. Right, exactly. So, like, if I'm playing fullbacks, I see their fullbacks, and they do cross. Yeah. Leong in three matches. That's their first game. Against, against Sweden. Sweden. Like, they'll come out right away. Yeah, if Leong is, like, 4,100, I take him in half a second. Yeah. 13 crosses in three matches. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm in. Juhu I'm Park, Minwoo Kim. Yeah. They're fullback, but because they're going to be, I, I can't expect them to be more than like f- low 4K. Right. Good point. Good point. Right. So, uh, like, on, and, and if you're going to play, like, a, if you're going to try to fit in, squeeze in two Germans or something like that, right? Yep. And look and look at the defender options here. Can you can't trust, like, Mexico versus Germany? You're not playing any of their defenders yep. from Mexico. Kimmich and Hector are going to be, be priced really up too much. You're going to play one Swedish. Defender and one South Korean defender. Yeah. 
right? I mean, that's that's why I look at this and I go, like, how how does this group fit together? Because I like yeah. the Mexican defenders, even on the flip side, when we move and like Mexico, South Korea, or something. I may consider still playing Lee Young or one of their defenders. It's just that I I, I can't play a Swedish defender against Germany, and the Mexican no. defenders. We don't even know who the hell. Yeah, they're we don't be, even know. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> okay. But to call it just like Sun and Key and then move on, I, I think that it's further than that. Okay. But not much further. Not much further. That's fair. Uh, group G, we have Belgium, England, Panama, and Tunisia. Uh, England and Belgium are virtual locks to advance. Panama might be the worst team in Russia. And Tunisia is interesting, except... They have to play one game against England and one game against Belgium, so you'll certainly like them against Panama. Uh, let's start with Belgium. They have a lot of weapons, and I don't know how you pick any of them ahead of Kevin De Bruyne for cash. No, you don't. Okay. I mean, that's you played. I played De Bruyne, obviously against Panama, obviously against Tunisia, and I play him against England. I agree. I think uh, against Panama. And Tunisia, you can make a case, even in cash, for playing Hazard. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I'd play Hazard I play Hazard My before... question was going to be whether it's it's Hazard or Mertens. No, I play Hazard before Mertens or Lukaku. Okay. I think Lukaku is a GPP-only play. I agree. Even against Panama. Even Agreed. The goal's just, it's too spread out. Yep. If Lukaku gets a hat trick, then so be it. So be it, yep. And you want to play him in cash, fine, beat me that way. That, mm-hmm. that, that's just the way it's going to be. But yeah, I'd rank them... Hazard one, Mertens two, Lukaku three. Okay, but I'd play Mounier after De Bruyne in those in both those matchups before Hazard. I agree because he's defender eligible, right? And he's gonna and if they play three four three, he's really a yep. winger. Yes, and if he's six K, I play him anyway. Yeah, I, I think agree. I I think this is a group where you play three to it's possible you play three defenders in cash, uh, except. When they play each other. That's correct. I'm just, yep. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Absolutely. You play Mounier and you play both the English fullbacks. Yep. In the in the, in the the slate where it's Belgium, Tunisia, England, Panama, like when they're playing the t- bottom two teams. Yep. Yeah. But I play them before any of the midfielders. that Like I play Mounier before Carrasco. Mounier before. Yes. Because yes. Carrasco is going to be lining up on the other side. Yeah. And he'll be but, a midfielder. Right. The difficulty is that Belgium, Tunisia, and England, Panama are on different slates. Okay. So you actually... You're not going to play... You're not going to have that three right. defenders. Well, you'll have it the other way. Right. England, Tunisia, Panama. Okay. You'll have it once okay. instead of twice. Right. But that's Belgium. I mean, there's not... What else? Do you put, the, the... Uh, do you put uh, Mertens ahead of Lukaku? Yeah. Okay. From a cash, from a floor perspective, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think any of the... I think the ownership... For all three will be lower because it's going to be, gonna be high, just high. Oh no, no, I, I know that, but I'm saying for for GPP in the matchups against Tunisia and Panama, right? I think playing like the leverage, truthfully, the leverage play if you want to win a GPP, big GPP, would mm-hmm. be to fade De Bruyne and play like Hazard Mertens or Hazard. Yeah, Lugatti, oh yeah, right, absolutely. Like, and just hope it's three goals, and like De Bruyne may have nine points peripherally, yeah. gets none of the assists. Yeah, he gets three secondary assists. Right. Right, that time. Yeah. I like that. Or Mounier-Lukaku. I mean, Mounier will probably be fairly popular. 
Yes. Even on those slates. Even on those, yeah. Right. England. Okay, England. Trippier, Rose, or Young, or... Alexander-Arnold. Alexander-Arnold, yeah, whoever's out wide. Right. They're probably going to play this 3-5-2 type of system uh, with wingbacks, or 3-4-3, three, mm-hmm. three, whatever three, four, it looks three. like. Yep. Uh, to me, the I, I think against uh, against Tunisia and Panama, uh, you play both full... Whoever's playing wide, fullback, they're going to be defender eligible. Yep. Right? So you can talk we should about also it. note that Kyle Walker, while normally a fullback, has actually been playing as a center back for England. That's right, in the back three. So, yeah. So just be careful of that. Right. And I think the second option for England, past the two fullbacks, is Sterling. Ooh. Really hoping you were going to say Harry Kane. No, but you know. Well, Kane is goal dependent. I mean, I, Kane is Sterling like is Lukaku. not any less goal dependent than Harry Kane. True, but I'd rather play Sterling. I'd rather I, hey. I'd put Rashford if he started on the other side over Sterling. Yes. I'd actually put him over Sterling yes, for I England. Agree. Even though on Man City, I'll put Sterling. You know, typically that's like the next option. I think Rashford for England is a better play than Sterling for England. I agree. And then I I'll, think Rashford, I don't want to call him a lock, but I think Rashford is a near lock if he starts. Right, but I just don't think he starts. Yeah. And I don't touch Jordan Henderson or <laughs> Dyer or. Yeah. I don't even think I'd touch Deli Ali. I'm trying to think of the situation you would play Kane. Kane as a GPP play against Panama. Right. So, so not in cash. No. How? Right. How do you? With, they're, with they're, pa- they're gonna be, Belgium playing the other of the. Right. That's yeah. the right. That's the yep. point that I make. Yep. Kane would be fun. I mean, it's a goal dependent player against. I mean, they're gonna play with one forward up. Mm-hmm. GPP correlate. You play one of the fullbacks with yeah, Kane, fullbacks and you're and good. Kane. I mean, like that's fine. But I don't, I don't, I don't see a case where if he plays, I even play Lingard. I agree. I agree. And these guys, with them being English in the Premier League, these they're going to be priced up. We see that in qualifying, right? Mm-hmm. So many, so many. Of, we talk in Slack about like well, I can't play any England, but they're playing the you know Faroe Islands, yeah, or something. But it's also on the slate where like Germany's playing. Yeah, like they Madagascar. call the cow right, exactly. And They're not really. Like, yeah, and you yeah, see the yeah, similar yeah. pricing, and you go, like, mm-hmm. why, like, why am I playing paying eighty two hundred for Delhi Ali? Right, exactly. Or exactly. or a forward eligible ninety six hundred Raheem Sterling. <laughs> in this ma- like no, no, not in for England. Yeah, but I don't mind paying the mid five Ks for either of the fullback, any of the yeah. fullbacks. I'll play fifty five hundred for whoever's in there. Mm-hmm. Literally, whoever's like whoever, yeah, price them all at fifty five hundred, and I will. I'll here. Here's the chance for me to play Ashley Young yeah. while he being popular. Oh yeah, as opposed to my eight percent Ashley Young that somehow always gets into my lineup <laughs> in a utility spot. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, Tunisia. We've got Wabi Kazri. We've got Sleety and. You gonna to try to convince me? There's anybody else? Oh, there's plenty. How do you not for like the one, for one for the one game against for the Panama? One You're game, right. We'll, right. To, we'll need to go deeper. You're right. Right. There's one. Right. Th- th- but when we talk about Tunisia and Panama, we're talking about you. You play these guys against each other. Yep. And then you play none against the other two. Yeah. I'm not sure I, you're playing a lot of Panama even against Tunisia, but right. We'll but, get to them in a minute. Uh, Kazri hasn't played in the three friendly matches. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Right, I, 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 is he just resting? I don't know. I thought maybe you'd tell me. 
I, I didn't. I don't know why, why he's not playing. Right. He's, he didn't play at all. Yeah. Uh, I guess Badri was another one that I missed. Yeah. Okay. See, see, there are people. You're right. Uh, yeah. If if Kazri is in, you play him. Yeah. Because uh, he should take a monopoly of their set pieces. Yep. Uh, and play in the 10 and be their primary playmaker. Uh, but like I said, he didn't play in the three friendlies. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know why. Uh, assuming he's not in, uh, playable players uh, would be Badri, who yep. probably will be forward eligible and take set pieces and play wide. Uh, or Cooey. Cowie? How do you pronounce his name? Cowie? Your I don't know. guess is as good as mine. Right. K-H-A-O-U-I. Probably be a cheap option in midfield. Mm-hmm. Sleety. Uh, I mean, these guys should probably be cheap. I guess against Panama, you could play like Malul or Haddadi, the fullbacks, or depending on who's in at fullback, because they'll probably be 4K. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying... I say, even, even in the Belgium-England game, like... They're going to be significant. They're still going to be much cheaper than those guys, right? But I'm saying in in, in a in a slate that has both those games on it, mm-hmm. like I see taking De Bruyne, one England fullback, and then loading up on this game. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, it's, be it's a the last game slate. It, yeah, it's the last. Uh, like the, it, it, the right, last it'll day. be a four game slate. Right, it'll be a four game slate. Okay, yeah. But I'm saying uh, even if just between the two, like Belgium versus England. I don't see loading up on this game. I think you're going to... Tunisia-Panama, with look how garbage these teams are. Like, and all, and also, here's, the, here's, the, here's another wrinkle, Andrew, about this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, our analysis for this game may not matter because they may not have a chance of advancing at all. Right. So in this game, they could rotate. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this, right, right, you're under, right. If it's if and it's they, a late game on the slate, right? It's the last game on the slate. Be, Japan, Poland, have, Senegal, Colombia is the other right. the other two matches. Both teams oh, that'd both, be great. A rotated Tunisian and Panamanian sides, right? Because they both have zero points, and yeah. maybe they don't start. Yeah, they're normal. Anyway. I mean, right? But yeah, you mentioned you know bad. Re- I mean, these Tun- Tunisia's not really going to be that much of a favorite over Panama, mm-hmm. but yeah, they'll, they'll be. They'll be a favorite, I guess. They are. But those would be the options. They'll be che- I think they'll be cheap no matter what. Mm-hmm. But Kazri would be the first the first option. Yes. If he's playing. Yep. Yep. But against yep. Panama, I'll take I'll take a Tunisian fullback. I'll take a, a second a second player. I'll take a Sleety. I'll mm-hmm. take a Badri. Badri, right? yeah. Ben Youssef yeah. would be like a GPP play. Yep. For a goal. In Panama, you play anyone other than Gabriel Torres. Depends if he's in. Right. right. Well, <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> like if if he's not in, I think I'm out on Panama. You know my favorite guy from Panama, Godoy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll 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 take his two and a half points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he may, he may be he may be under four K. He may be like a yeah. punt play instead yeah. of a fullback or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that that's all I'm. It's a midfield spot that I may not have other midfields. I may not. I may need a cheap midfielder. Right. Yeah. But I could I could see you could, you know, taking Davis as a fullback against Tunisia. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, forward eligible Torres would be. That's it. Right. 
I'm not going to pretend I'm going to take anybody else. I got to going to mention some people, right? Yeah. For the Mario, maybe. Right for the for the folks out there, Machado. Their fullbacks aren't bad. They're not bad, no. Right, but you'd only play them against Tunisia, even right. though they're going to be an underdog. But I'm not rushing to play them. Exactly. Right. Exactly. These are the types of guys where it's like, I I want to take one of these guys so I could jam in two Belgians. Yeah, exactly. Like that type of thing. But you're probably not because Belgium's playing England in that game. Right. But for GPP or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Group G, final one. Or group H, excuse me. Final one. I can't even keep my letter straight now. Colombia, Japan, Poland, and Senegal. Before we even talk about a team, or let's start with the team that you think will win this group. Colombia. Okay. That's good enough for me. Uh, James, obviously, is going to be number one. Um. And you can kind of go in a number of different directions for number two, I feel like. Uh, mine might be Fabra, actually. But I don't know. I, I, Quadrado on the wing, I guess. But it seems like they have good players, but it's still, I don't know how you do anything without James in your lineup. I think you play James against all three games, and it's possible he's the only Colombian in my lineup. Oh, okay. Which is kind of weird to think, given that you think they'll win the group. Yeah, but not decisively enough where they're enough big. It's also the concentration of of statistics. Like, I think the second, to put in perspective, I think the second option on Columbia is Santiago Arias. Mm -hmm. And he's a fullback that isn't all that exciting as it is. Nope. And he's probably going to end up being 5K. Right. And he's going to be overpriced for what he does. I'll hope that, like, Majika, Mojica is in. He'll probably be cheaper. But it's even like that, like those guys I'll play against Japan, mm-hmm. but not even against Senegal. Yeah. And not against Poland. Yeah. So to me, it's like James, if I hope he's photo eligible. If he's so, yeah, let's hope. Oh, if you get a James, photo eligible James, he's in every line. He's yep. uh, easy. Easily. Plug easy. and play. Quadrado, I guess, but he's probably be over. Yep. Quadrado will be 7,600. And like, how do you play that? How do you play him for 7,600? I was thinking I almost like Muriel more if he starts than Quadrado. I don't think he does. I'd rather. I, I think the third option is Falcao. Could be right. Certainly for GPP. Right. There's nowhere to go here. I mean, yeah. really, Hamas just sucks all the production. I put mm-hmm. him under. He's in the same category as uh, not as much as Erickson, but I mean, he's up there. Erickson, then Moses and Shakiri, and mm-hmm. like it's like the one guy that just does everything fantasy relevant. Yeah. In one person. Because yeah. you don't even have, like, like Cardona isn't even in the side. No. Like, we would see in qualifying where Cardona would start taking corner kicks. Mm-hmm. And we'd start ripping our hair out. And they have this guy, uh, Quintero, who's not going to start. But in the times where James was not on the field, he took corners. Right. But he's not going to start. If James isn't on the field, they're in big trouble. Right. Well, or they're up by five goals. Right. And even then, he may not even come off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because this is his time to shine. Yep. Right? I mean, like, Real Won Madrid. the golden boot in 2014. Right. Like, Real Madrid, like, didn't have a use for him. Bayern, he's not the man. Colombia, yep. he's the man. Yep. 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 Then, we, then um, we get the Poland. Poland, yeah. Poland, uh, to me, is the, 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 the option where I take the most of. Peripherally. Sure. In Peripherally, some of these. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I see myself uh, against Japan 
having it be viable to take three Polish players. Mm-hmm. Like Grzyski, Blazikowski, and Zelensky. Yeah. And you don't play Lewandowski. I agree. You play him in, in GPP. Yep. But Lewandowski will probably be 10K, 11K. Oh, at least, yeah. yeah. Right. Hey, I'll punt. Hey, before I take Lewandowski for that price, I'll, I'll go down to like 3,600 and take Krakowiak. He could show up with a goal. Hmm. I'm talking about GPP. You're sighing. I know. I know. You're sighing like I'm shoving these in. No, 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 no. Double yeah. ups. Um, yeah, I would. But the, I think see, I'm, the pr- we'll get to Senegal, but I almost feel like I'd rather take the Senegalese midfielders. Okay, but that, that well, that that true. But I think that the, the problem you'll get into with Poland, if you just want to take one of them, you'll have to guess. Yes. Yep. I think there's enough peripheral production, maybe not against Colombia, but against Senegal and Japan, that I'd feel comfortable taking just two out of the three of those guys, mm-hmm. even. But not just one. Like, I'll take James, and then I'll start uh, taking Polish guys, and then I'll start taking Senegalese guys, and yeah. I'll take, like, one guy from Japan. Yep. I think the way that Poland will play out is that uh, Grosicki will get most of the crosses and Zelensky will get the assists. Okay. And it, how about Blazikowski? I'm not sure he starts. He has been. Yeah. I, he, I don't know if he plays 90, though. Yeah. He's third on my list between, okay. behind the other two. I think Zelensky will be priced down also. I agree. We, we've seen that. Yeah. Where Blazikowski will be 6,200, Grosicki will be 6,600, and Zelensky is going to be like 5K. Yeah. Yeah. But Zelensky I think has, the, has the best chance at uh, being forward eligible. Yeah, but I, I don't think he will be. But Zelensky has a low floor. Like, Zelensky could show up with a goal and assist and, like, a shot or two and then do nothing else. Nothing else, yeah. Or get a yellow card. Right. He'll... Bad tackle. I don't like the, I don't like the fullbacks. I'll, I, I don't think they get forward enough. Yep. Pizjak is... Be, and they'll be overpriced. Yeah. Pizjak might be a center back too right they've been t- tinkering with the back three the only thing that i'd look for in the polish setup is in the case that rebus plays attacking plays mm-hmm. in a which he could yeah you're right i'm i don't think he will but if he does yeah if he's defender eligible yeah and then playing in an advanced role yep i'm just saying to take a look at it yep, yep. i'm not totally I know, i'm also not downplaying lewandowski he's obviously a top option in gpp yeah for scoring goals yep Um, Senegal. Who See, do you the good like the thing, most? The, the, the good thing about this group is that I think you could play any of these teams against one another. Agreed. Agreed. I, well, it's, weird. G- it's just a weird situation where we have the team, the top team in the group, and they're not that deep. You're not saying I need to load up on Colombia, and you're right. like, oh, well, let me get three guys from four guys from Colombia like this. Right, but but also the point of Colombia is not as dramatic of a favorite in this group True. that I'm like, I can't play any Japanese players against them. Like, no, I think I can. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Senegal, but Senegal against Japan, I'm more likely to play four players from Senegal. Yeah. Just based on their peripherals. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the, cause he hasn't played much in the friendlies, the two friendlies. I'm not saying cause he's injured or anything. I'm just saying as far as status on what Sadio Mane. He's in. I, I know he's. Little... I know he's in. That's not the point that I'm making. I'm taking a look at these these stats. Going, you know, is M. Biden Yang taking set pieces? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, he 
He has. I don't think Niang starts, but he does take a few. Kata Baldes yeah. takes some. We saw uh, Badu Njai, who we right. saw in Stoke. He's taken a few. Like they, I, I, I think the biggest tip for for new players, or for all, I guess for all players, because we've seen this in the Slack, especially in the League MX or whatever, mm-hmm. or South South American qualifying. Uh, make sure you're rostering the right and die. Yeah, there's like <laughs> five of them on the team. Well, same thing for Nigeria. Make sure if you want John Obi Mikel, don't take John Obi. Don't take uh, I think it's Joel Obi. Joel Obi or whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying you're like, right. Yes, and it's, uh, also the Arab teams. Like there's Al everyone. So like you know, like there, there's a lot, especially because they're playing for the national side. So everyone's names sound alike. It's not like club teams where like if there's two Polish players, it's like a lot of K's and Z's. But for the most part, it looks different. Right. We have a lot of teams where, like, all the, I mean, it's all one nationality. But, yeah, Badu. But, but a lot of these guys, I think, may be cheap. I I mean, they, uh, Mane is the only one with a club game log that warrants a high price. But is he worth it for Senegal? No. He's goal dependent. Yeah. He takes Mane- some corners when he wants to. Right, but I I see Mane being ninety two hundred. Yeah, I don't think ten k for Senegal only because they're not going to be a favorite over Poland or Colombia. Right, but I think his Liverpool pedigree, as far as like the algorithm is concerned yeah. or whatever, is going to price him at nine k. Yeah, forward eligible, I and mm-hmm. I think may, maybe he's a best play- player. Yeah, but I'm just saying as far as fantasy because he's. He's not that fantasy relevant for Liverpool. I was going to say he his he is Senegal's best player, and I don't think his fantasy value is any different than if he was playing a Liverpool game. Right. Against Japan, maybe he could be cash viable against Japan. Maybe I'm saying that as a maybe. Yeah, I'd rather play three. I'd rather t- play Badu. I'd rather play Keita. I'd mm-hmm. rather play Sar. I play all three yeah. of them. I'd like Gasama yeah. or well, whoever's playing on fullback against Japan. Mm-hmm. Then I play Mane. Mane would be the GP. Sure, sure, yes. Yeah. He could score the goals. Yep. I mean, hell, I'd rather play Mama Diouf if he starts over Mane. Because he'd probably mm. be like 5,200. Well, I was going to say, maybe if he was 4,200, yeah. That's... Right, right. That's, I'm just saying, I think... Now, if Mane, if we see dynamic pricing and go Mane's forward eligible 6,400 yeah, for Senegal, then okay. Yep. And, and also, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, let's see what happens after these first games. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff, like, you know, if you're listening to this two weeks from now, some of the stuff may have changed. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, that's why we, we have a podcast every day of the World Cup. Yeah. Breaking down all the slates. We're going by the information that we have in front of us now. Mm-hmm. We You may find that, well, Monty's just taking everything. Yeah. And we go, okay, Senegal versus Japan, take Monty. Yeah. And that's obvious. Oh, it's so obvious. And then you go back two weeks, and they're like, they're not talking like he was obvious. Right. Right. <laughs> They're the second game. They play Poland first, Senegal, that is. Okay. So we'll be but, able to see. But I'll play Senegal against any of these teams. I'll, I'll, I have yeah. no problem playing a Senegal, Senegalese player against Colombia. Agreed. I don't load up or anything. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't load up in, on any of these teams. Right. But it's also a byproduct, like you said before, of like, how many Colombians can you take? Right. They're never going to be favored enough that I want to play Falcao and catch. Exactly. Exactly. Japan. Japan. Honda, Kagawa, and Sakai are the f- top three that I have. Nope, nope, you missed. 
Swing and a miss. Who did I miss? <laughs> oh, you missed. You missed. Uh, I think the second. Uh, okay, two. Okay, I think there are three options. Three cash options for Japan. Okay. Uh, Kagawa, who has who didn't play in their one friendly, mm-hmm. but he he'll be playing, right? Yeah. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And Kagawa will split set pieces with Honda. Right? I don't think he's going to take them all. Kagawa will not take them all. Honda, if anybody's going to have them all, it would be Honda before right. Kagawa. Right. But that that's the point I'm making. I'm like, people talk about Japan and Kagawa because being on Dortmund, like, Kagawa isn't everything for Japan. No, no, no. The way that Hamas is everything for Colombia. Yep. Right? But Japan plays a 3-4-3. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll play. I'll you you mentioned Sakai. It's like now I play Nagatomo. Nagatomo, okay, easily. He's gonna be playing as a wing back. Have they continued to play the back three? Yeah. Okay. Because they played either, four in the back during qualifying, and then I know they either, got blasted either, in their first game as a. Either th- way, th- I'll three. take Nagatomo. Who do, doesn't he play for? What he plays for Inter, right? Um, one of those. One of those. He plays yeah. for a good team. Yeah. No, he's in Galatasaray. Oh, now he plays for Galatasaray, but he did. Yeah. He did play. Yeah. I didn't think he was still there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah he played for Inter for, for yeah. seven Sakai's years. in Marseille, though. It's not like he's a sure. place for nobody. Well, they have two. They, hey, they have two Sakai's. Get the right <laughs> Sakai. Right. right. Sorry, Hiroki. All right, right. But he's not really a prolific crosser for, for Marseille. Mm-hmm. I could see, okay. I could see playing him against Senegal, mm-hmm. not against Poland. No, but I think Nagatomo you could play against anyone. Okay, I mean he's not that huge of a crosser himself. More so than Sakai. Really? Maybe lately. Right. I'm just saying, defender wise, I take a look at this group and I go, "Who are the defenders?" Yeah. Who do I? I mean, when the you got to get lucky on a Polish one or play right. Senegal, right? Arias for Columbia. Arias, I yeah. mean, right? I, I the the Senegalese fullbacks. I I just there's not much here. Yeah. So if you're gonna tell me now, if Nagatomo is fifty seven hundred, maybe not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they dynamically price stuff up like that. But if you're gonna tell me that all these defenders are in the mid four Ks, mm-hmm. I put Nagatomo as much as Arias as sure. much as sure. Okay. I pl- I probably play Nagatomo over Pisjack, right? Uh, if uh, over Gasama. I mean, look, I, we're yeah, talking about crappy. Yeah, I, this. Hey, is, yeah, this is on a these rough sl- group. on these slates, it may actually even be viable to punt all the way down at defender. Mm-hmm. Like with the fullbacks being almost like, what do you? Yeah, would you rather there? pay forty eight hundred for? Five points or thirty two hundred for four points, right? Or two or three or something yeah. or whatever, and then you're able to jam in like Hamez and Mane mm-hmm. and Kagawa and Grzyski and just do that, mm-hmm. and then pay forty eight hundred for Arias and forty seven hundred for Nagatomo, right? Something like that. You have the money, so you can start jamming in midfielders. You'd rather play Kagawa than Honda. Kagawa's higher. I think more upside. I think Honda is going to be cheaper, so I'd rather play Honda. Right. Okay. I think Kagu is going to get. Well, only, Kag- I only say that because this is such a stupid reason to say this. Uh, Kagawa plays in a 
for the most part, played in a non-DraftKings league. And Honda played in a DraftKings league and dominated that league. Like, I almost feel like the DraftKings game logs for Honda could actually have his price higher. Okay. That, that isn't a bad reason. You made it sound like it's a bad Okay, I kind of agree It's with a dumb you. reason. No, it's a DraftKings reason, which <laughs> they, they go hand in hand. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing analysis without pricing. Yeah. We don't know. We come no, we in know. and, you know, you never know. I mean, the only thing that we know is that we have no clue what the Mexican lineup is going to be. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, the price, I mean, the, the, the pricing could be good. It could be really, so, I mean, with the World Cup being like the most casual, it only comes once every four years. Like, did I don't even, was DraftKings doing soccer when the last World Cup was? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I'm pretty sure Stat Clash was the game to play back in 2014. Right, so I we've not experienced DraftKings soccer for the World Cup because we see in golf, uh, for the majors, like it gets the pricing gets soft, mm-hmm. like that. A lot of these sites make it so that like casual players feel like they could play, they they don't have to like they don't have to yeah do any work work as as much to get in the players that they want. So we don't know. Yeah, we may be coming to slates going. Wow, there really is a straightforward cash lineup. Like, how do you not play this guy at four hundred? Right? I don't think it, that's why we're talking about. I think it's kind of weird to say. I think the the way we judge is when Victor Moses comes up. Yeah, yeah. Because I think Erickson, like, because plays for Tottenham. Like, these are guys that are well known enough in their own systems. Like, even Emil Forsberg, because of Leipzig. But Moses, like for Chelsea, is like I play him, and that's it. So, like. Yeah. We'll see if, if Moses still retains his Chelsea price. Like, that's soft. But if he doesn't, if he's 9,200 or whatever, if we get those types of things, it's like, oh, this is going to be sharp. Right? But I actually think I'd rather the soft pricing. Really? For for a world, for, for this, for these types of contests? Absolutely rather have soft pricing. I'm one of the people, when people complain in other sports about, the pricing is too soft. I don't at all. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll, I complain more when we see these uh, Premier League slates where the pricing is too efficient. Too efficient, yeah. Right. But it, it's it's more of the matter of you think. Most people look in terms of, oh, everyone is going to know who to play. How many times have we we've been doing this podcast for God knows how long? And you've done preview articles. This one specifically? Or? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that it's like, well, obviously you play this guy yeah, yeah. if he starts. And then, you know, remember Wabi Kasri uh, for uh, for Sunderland, mm-hmm. right? Didn't play, mm-hmm. like, if he's in for 4,400 or 3,800 that slate or something, like, and we all played him. He got, like, 18 points or something. And he was, like, in cash, he was, like, 68% owned. Yeah. Now you go, well, he, yes, you're right. He was the highest owned guy or something. But 32% of the people didn't, didn't play him, <laughs> right? So that's why I take a look at this and go, there's, there, there's going to be enough casual, I guess, players playing World Cup DFS mm-hmm. that if we get a a, a $6,200 Moses and we go, well, every, there's no advantage, no skill here because everyone's going to play him, there's, there's going to be 30% there are gonna be people of people who don't play him, yeah. who don't play him right? Yeah. Do you know how big of an edge you have in that situation? Versus if everything was way efficient and sharp and you had to look at heat maps 
to predict, you know, the differences between a quarter of a point. Like there is an edge in that, but yeah. there's much more in an edge in someone, you know, you taking a look at your head to head and finding someone that, that didn't, that didn't feel like waking up before 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. and is playing Rodrigo instead of Costa. Right. 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 That's the, the it's like the pricing is so bad yet, yeah, but you profit much more over those egregiously big errors than you do over like determining if uh Dusan Tadic is worth more points per thing than Malinkovic Savage. Yeah. Type of thing, right? You 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 don't get as much. Maybe in the higher stakes, maybe. But I've even looked in the lobby now. I see I there 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 are people there are people coming in I haven't seen in a while. Mhm. Or I've I see in other sports and I'm like, "Okay, either I'm going to win a lot or I'm going to lose a lot." <laughs> <laughs> but my volume is up, but whatever. It's, yeah. it's, this is the moment that that we've been waiting. I've been playing what soccer DFS for almost three years. Mm-hmm. This is this is what what we built it up. This is what what you're waiting for, right? These slates where like people come in out of the woodwork. Yeah, like Pat Pat Mayo is playing slates and he doesn't even know how to pronounce anyone's name, right? Mm, like I can't like, throw stones from my glass house on that one. <laughs> as long as you get the goalkeeper right, Andrew, you'll be fine. <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh, if anybody is still listening and has any follow questions, you can find Jordan on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. We will be back on Wednesday, two days from now. If you're listening to this another time, then it's not two days from now. But anyway, we'll be there to preview the Thursday showdown slate as well as Friday's big World Cup kickoff. And then we'll be back every single day during the World Cup to preview the next day just to get all of you ready for that slate. So, Jordan... Uh, that was a heck of a two and a half hours. Thank you for all of that, uh, all that help, and I'll talk to you later this week. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.